This episode of Chicago's Bravest Story is brought to you by Zoll Medical and Zoll EMS and Fire. This episode of Chicago's Bravest Stories is brought to you by Sports and Ortho. Please visit us at sportsandortho.net. Engine 1, Engine 4, Truck 2, Truck 10, Ambulance 82, Battalion 2, Fire 1020 North Main, help is on the way. All right, well, thanks for coming in, guys. Welcome to Chicago's Bravest Story, sponsored by the Frontline Team. I know those and guys. we have the Frontline Team here. <laughs> what, not just... Not just any Frontline Team, Not just the bank Frontline Team, but really <laughs> the Cicero Frontline Team. Oh, snap. <laughs> former. Former for me. Former. Active for that active guy. Active for me. Somewhat active. <laughs> yeah. What do you want? At the- Listen, okay, let's first off tell... Tell them well, how you sw- tell everyone how you swindled these guys. What you guys was, tell them? There was no swindling. All right. So what Vince said was that, hey, I think I want a mortgage. Do you guys mind coming in real quick? And <laughs> Let's meet at the studio. These two poor guys yeah. showed up, and they've got <laughs> folders. There's, uh, they, I think I somebody's got uh, somebody's got got spectacles where they're actually looking at important documents. Josh, I, I, I will still sign all the papers. <laughs> Josh definitely came in here thinking. This was going to be like recording commercials, so he, oh yeah, I love it. Yeah, and Joey knew we were doing a podcast. <laughs> yeah, there's no way we're coming so. up here to record an hour worth of commercials. So the look at the look at really Josh's face. So, right. I had so much good material. <laughs> the look at Josh's face. I have, notes, face right I have notes in that bag what right there. Ask me. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Josh is ready for a commercial, and Joey has air has grievances to air. Right now. Yeah. He's like, "Oh, fresh off, uh, I got my first paycheck. Uh, I got to motherfuck some guys." It's a, it's a right. party. Well, here you guys. Cheers. Thank you for coming uh, in. Salute. 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 Vince broke out the good the good whiskey for you guys. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah. It's it's great to to be in here. <laughs> This is where the magic happens. I mean, honestly, where, where, did, about, where did Brian sit? That's what I wanted. Where did right where was there, the coat? Where, where, no, where did where did Heenan sit? That's what I. You're sitting in it. Okay. Oh, oh so you're, you're the sitting. honored guest. Yeah. Okay. Good for you. I'll go fuck myself. Power <laughs> position right here. Well, Josh, let's start with you. Uh, tell us a little bit, a little bit about Josh Hill. From Frontline Team. And Cicero. Yeah. Cicero. Yeah. Well, I'm. You know, obviously, I'm a, a mortgage guy here with the the Frontline Team, but I'm. A lieutenant in Cicero, and that's kind of, uh, you know, obviously the, the route that I was going ever since I was a kid was the, the fire route. And, um, you know, I love, obviously love that, that job, but, you know, I, I've kind of found that I, I love both of them. And, you know, obviously a big part of our client base is uh, fire. And so, um, you know, I kind of get to go, go between the both worlds. And it's kind of funny in the, the business world of uh, when we have the frontline team over at the office days are kind of silly because we don't, we, we have trouble switching it from one to the other. So uh, <laughs> we got a, some of the shit that flies in the firehouse won't fly in the office. In the Jack, oh, shut the fuck yeah, <laughs> We're a little rowdy there. And then we go out to lunch and, you know, come back and it's, so uh, we got to behave ourselves. At, Josh, where'd you grow up? Uh, Orland Park. Orland Park. And yeah. uh, how'd you get into fire EMS, the whole thing? Uh, I always wanted to do it since I was a kid. And I started as a cadet in uh, Frankfurt when I was 15. And then I went to 
EMT school when I was uh, in high school still. I graduated um, and I got my EMT license the day I graduated high school. And for some, I was 17 years old. I don't know how that worked. There was some type of glitch. So I think I don't have to go on the ambulance now because I think I'm not actually <laughs> licensed. Not. And, I, like, so that, <laughs> and then I, <laughs> yeah, I got out, started doing the privates. I was working construction the whole time too. But uh, and then I started with um, the, uh, and they don't have any more, but the fact team, remember that? The yeah. F- first you were on the oh, fact yeah. team? I was a fact team. No, was definitely on the fact team. Yeah, I got, I got my medic and I was a uh, 19 year old uh, fact team guy at 49th and State. Yeah, 4946. Ex- explain to people Be- who have uh, never heard of that yeah. what what exactly the fact team is cuz that was a badass job as an EMT. That was an interesting job for a kid, 19-year-old kid from yeah. Orland Park for sure. Um, hi fellas. You know, <laughs> well that was so we were um, medics and EMTs that worked uh, under contract to CFD uh, through the Chicago Housing Authority and we would we had stations in in the projects. There were four stations when I was there. And your stations are basically like one of the apartments. Yeah, they were two apartments the- that were converted to um, a station. So at, in uh, the first floor of a Robert Taylor building, there were 16-story buildings. We covered four of them. Uh, we covered them on foot. Um, they also had them down State Street there. Uh, Stateway Gardens was still there at the time, the Dearborn Homes. They had the one at uh, the Versi and... That, they had that, uh, yeah, towards the end. That was the Lathrop homes yeah um but that, that was the only north side one then they had one in the near west they had one at uh, abla which is like roosevelt and loomis and one of the advantages of being on the fact team was back in the day you would get bumped to the top of the list to get onto the fire department for for the ems side yeah, yeah. that was the whole thing so the, the whole thing was it was like job on the job training they would send and it was it was designed for people from those buildings to go to school and then they had a guaranteed spot on uh, the ems list but then they they couldn't recruit and stuff. And so then they started opening up to, to, you know, plus people were complaining. It was unfair practices that you guys were working and being able to get bumped up to the top of the list. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. I imagine, but I mean, I tell you I, what I would, well, I would tell those people, I completely disagree with you. Uh, yeah. Let's go. Uh, let's talk about like a fact team. How would a run come into the fact team? We got dispatched on the radio. So we would have to just be on the air all the time. So in Inglewood or Maine would, would send us out. And we would have to go on foot. They would just give us the building and the apartment. And we would just load up our bags on a stair chair and, and just run out there. Or alternately, we would have people come to the door and just bang on the door because they knew we were there. We had a sign outside. So they would just bang on the door. You were doing 24-hour so, shifts, right? Yeah, we did the EMS, Chicago EMS schedule. Yeah. Yeah. Any, uh, are there any incidents that are, like, memorable to you that you would talk about on the air? Or? Yeah, I mean, there, there, you know, there obviously there was – there were a number of kind of crazy things, especially because it was just so far out of my element. Um, maybe that's when the, that's maybe when those back how, then crazy, but not so crazy now that you look back. Yeah, you know how the longer you're on the job, the longer you're like, yeah, that's not so crazy. You know, like, Why would someone call me for stomach pain at three in the morning? Yeah, right. And now you're like, oh, I get it. But, you know, the, I mean, you know, the this, this stuff that you see all over, see the violence-related stuff and all that. But it was very, very up close and personal because you would hear the shots, and then you knew, like, 30 seconds later, they were going to be banging on that door. And you weren't going to be able to stage for PD and you weren't going to be able, you know, so it was like, I really relied a lot on my partners and they really were, they treated me so much better than, than I deserved. And, you know, I was so green and they were just, um, you know, I worked with some fantastic people there and a lot of them are on CFD now. Um, but, uh, some of them, some of them didn't and, you know, but I, you know, they, like I said, they, they, they treated me great there. And, um, you know, so that, that was just kind of like, holy shit, you know, I'm not in, Orland, <laughs> right, anymore, right? You know, um, 
you know, like I said, they were a brand new paramedic, you know, out there. I'm like, oh, okay, sir, I'm going to do this and that. I'm like, yeah, fuck you, man. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, you know, I think, I think remember, you know, it was just a great learning curve for me and just learning how to treat people with respect and, and, and people that maybe weren't treating me with respect, you know, learn patience and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I, I'm a pretty, you know, chill, passive guy. And so, uh, you know, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'd be like, hey, take it easy, bro. Bro, bro. You know what I mean? Like, oh, man, okay, don't call people bro from now on. Like, oh, you know yeah, what I mean? Right. Like, I would know that one. Don't do that one. You know what I mean? So so I got lucky really young to learn that. And I learned it from my partners, you know, roll, rolling their eyes at me and stuff. You know, hey, what are you, dude, what are you doing? You know? So, um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, just a number of things. On the West, when I was, I moved to four, which is Roosevelt and Loomis, we had a number of, of crazy things there. They were fighting dogs in the lobby of the building and, like three in the morning, I mean, it just scared the right. you know, crap out of me, all this stuff. And then, you you know, I got to get, you know, I was always on edge about, you know, the shots outside. What did you guys else. dress like? Did you guys dress? Yeah, you know, you know, just a regular blue uniform. Okay, you know, so just, you didn't like look necessarily like, like anything no, else. They look like, they look like CFD guys. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's basically how it was. And we would bring the, we would just go up there and stair chair them down to the ambulance, you know, or whatever. And I think back to like our ATI days and like how we look like cops. You know what I mean? Like if they had a different dress. Yeah. They. What was the pay scale for the fact team? Oh, it was, I remember it was seven forty six an hour. Seven dollars and forty six cents an hour. Seven dollars and forty six cents an yeah, hour. Yeah, but this is not. You know, were you guys part of a bargaining unit or no? Yeah. Yeah. What? I f- yeah. I forgot what the union was. It was like that's awesome union wages. <laughs> I forgot what it was. Well, you know, it was one of those deals where you're like, oh yeah, it's seven forty six an hour, but you're always getting FLSA overtime. Right. Right. You know, so like one of those deals, but still, it was not. But I mean, I was nineteen years old. Yeah, you know? and it was a hell of an experience. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what it was. It was paying for an education, I guess. You know. Um, yeah. I mean, I drive in there from Orland Park, and then you know, and then I go, I'd be freaking exhausted, and you know. Because even if we didn't have, like, runs at night, I'd just be like, all night, you know, what was that sound? You know, oh, my God, there's roaches on my bed. You know, all this, like, crazy stuff. There's always water dripping or people screaming. And one night they dropped uh, they dropped a TV and it hit our air conditioner that was outside. And it broke, you know, I was like, oh, my God. You know, like, ah, what, was, what the hell was that? You know. You're just on edge. On edge all the time. I was on edge, dude. I was on edge. I really was. And I was, I was so young and so green. And uh, I, had, I just had... It was just a completely different world for me, but I'm, I'm glad I'm grateful for it. And like I said, I also learned about, you know, treating people that are outside their element, maybe bring them in instead of push them out. You know what I mean? Like that's cause that's what those people, my partners did with me. Right. You know, they could have very easily been like this freaking guy. Right. You know what I mean? Hey, go, go but ask they, him about uh, what, what kind of Bluetooth that they use. And they, right. Like, well, that wasn't a thing back then. <laughs> right. So well, that yeah. hadn't been invented yet. Um, but no, I, so I kind of, you know, I learned all that stuff, but it, it was a wild thing. It really was for, for, you know, a guy my age trying to figure that out and, you know, take care of those people that, that, you know, was that stuff I hadn't seen before, you know, people that had, you know, you know shot at a guy that he got cut across his, his gut. And he, there was a multiple, you know, they stabbed each other. And, uh, I think they call it mutual combat. It was mutual combat. It was <laughs> mutual combat, but just completely, which is not out. even a crime anymore. Right. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, was, I was trying to say it without saying it. <laughs> completely bled out in the hallway. This, this woman and we're working her and, and then uh, we bring her down to the ambulance, and then they, oh they God, this is just crazy. I'm like, is this real life right now? You know, and brought them both into the old county, you know, brought them both into old county. And I was like, oh, my God, is this real? Like, what am I doing out here? You know? what, what year was this? This was uh, 2000. So 2001. Couple, 2001. Was this a couple of years? Or? Yeah, I, did, I worked there for like a year and a half. And oh. then they were going to, like, lay, lay people off because they were running out of buildings. And, uh, you know, they were taking them all down. I was going to say, everything was coming you know? down. Dearborn's still there. 
But uh, they yeah. rehab those. But Icky's, Stateway, uh, Robert Taylor are all gone. Well, Joe, you're clearly bored. Um, do you have? <laughs> yeah, we might. I, I, I literally just had a mortgage leak. He's not. In, yeah, so. I'm saying, no. he's Cole, not bored. He's doing mortgages while you know. Oh my god, that's, that's his thing, man. This he's, is literally what psycho. I was like in the firehouse. Understand. Yeah, <laughs> Joey's coming up with stories involve a war zone, so that's actually uh, you, you know, like Call of Duty war zone. I, <laughs> I did that. <laughs> I was there? What? I, so, so, Joe, what you coming up? Like, where where'd you? grow up well you grew up in the city right I, we, we've kind of alluded to, to joey's story a couple times on here but um but yeah like i'll let you tell it because it's a pretty interesting i've had the most eclectic life of anyone i don't know fuck yeah i've, I've had an eclectic life um you're, you're still going through it man dude, I, like, right? every, every I couple of weeks i hear a new joy man like, <laughs> actually you know i'm done mortgage making i'm fucking i'm i'm, I'm like a cat raising i don't know man. that would but i would, that would not surprise me would, would not surprise me yeah <laughs> no i um I grew up on the southeast side, Hagwish neighborhood. The, yeah. uh, the my first home was uh, in uh, Harbor Point Estates, the only trailer park in Chicago. City <laughs> limits still there. Is that a thing? I didn't know. That's that. a real really? thing. There's one trailer park in Chicago. I lived there when I was a baby. Oh, uh, speaking yeah. of, congratulations on your not. It's not so new, baby anymore. No, yeah, he's he's gonna be six months in a, yeah. a few days. Yeah, oh boy, congratulations. Yeah. He's uh, he's fucking huge. It's ridiculous. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, Tristan. Like everywhere, just had. You'll read this one. Or hear this one. <laughs> maybe. No. But uh, no, I grew up in Hagwish. Um, I grew up in a cop family. Like the firefighting thing never even was a blip on the radar until a buddy of mine. I was getting my ass kicked by life. My buddy texted me. He's like, "Hey, why don't you why don't you take a fucking test for my department, right. yeah, Joe Belgio?" If you listen, it was you that texted that, me. This is not credit to you. That's what just. <laughs> so, but uh, so you coming from a cop family was I? I know your pop was, but like anybody else in the family, just they, everybody. Oh, really? The whole family was my whole family. No, so okay. uh, my mom and dad, their uh, their dads were partners on CPD. So oh, yeah, oh, it's like a whole thing. Um, so my mom and dad, they, they got together. Uh, they got married when they were 16 and 18. My mom being 16, my dad being 18. Uh, shotgun wedding-ish because uh, my mom was pregnant with my sister. So, oh. yeah, there's that. Uh, yeah, but thankfully, yeah. you know, they're partners. So, like, all right, well, you know, we, we have a good family. We have a good connection right, here, you know. Right, So the family's Irish. always got along. <laughs> no, Polish is shit. Uh, Polish, Norwegian. <laughs> the, Tomato, my, potato. The, 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 the name coming off the boat was Matyshevsky. They couldn't spell it at Ellis Island. So they're like, yeah, you're Matthews now with one T, so everyone's going to think you're Irish forever. Know, that's thing. Yeah, one T. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, one T gets me. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. I'm not, well, I, I, I'm like fucking a little bit Irish, but mostly a Polak. Okay. Um, so anywho, uh, <laughs> yeah, so my, my, my parents, they, they had my sister, they had me, my brother, whatever. Uh, they had three kids by the time they were. And it was all in Hegwish or? Y yeah. So I'm coming up. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the first place they lived together was a trailer park. That's where, uh, you know, I, uh. I was until we were two. Then we lived in my grandparents' basement on the southeast side. Uh, also, still in Hagwish. While but a step up, a step up. Probably <laughs> it, it was a step up. Yeah, no, no. Hey, but hey, if you're in Harbor Point Estates and you're listening to this, I lived there. It's not a bad place. It is what it is. Um, and and it, I, but but if they need mortgages, please know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, I got a manufactured home. Is yeah. it manufactured? Is it modular? <laughs> uh, if it's mobile. Call someone talk. Else. It's got wheels. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> 
Right. Yeah. Uh, Take the wheels off and call the frontline team. Yeah. Yeah. No. My Where do we reach the frontline team at, Vince? <laughs> what is right here. Just call. <laughs> call it right They're now. Right here. Right call here. right now. We're on the we're on the line. Um, Love it. So so still all in Hegwish, and then so you guys were coming up. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, relative to being cops, like so, still pretty middle. Middle to lower class, would you guys say? Or? Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, my dad. My dad was a janitor at uh, South Chicago Hospital. He used to steal food from the cafeteria and bring it home for us to eat. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, both of his his dad and his father in law were cops. So uh, when he was twenty four, he went ahead and he took the CPD test. He failed because of his knees. They brushed it under the rug and they got him on the job anyway. Nice. Um, so. Yeah, uh, they, they, and that's where things kind of turned around a little bit. Uh, they were able to, to build a house on the southeast side in Hagwish. I'm going to keep saying in Hagwish. Yeah, I keep yeah. saying southeast side because no one from knows Hagwish. Hagwish. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they built the house uh, on 131st and Avenue M, right across from the Sportsman's Club at uh, Wolf Lake. If uh, yeah. anyone out there is listening to this. Um, and that's a pretty blue, like, down there. That's pretty blue collar. Oh, like, yeah. Great, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it, I don't it, think it, it gets more blue, blue collar. I was just saying, yeah. but, but it, like, all no city one thinks workers it's Chicago. Right. I it's know. All city. Yeah, yeah. You go into Hegwich, there's not even a, a, a gas station down there. <laughs> right. You know, it's, it, it's, it's blue it's, collar it's, when they do wear collars. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's blue. It's, 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 right. <laughs> if, if there is a gas station there, it's probably the grocery store, too. Yeah. Yeah. No, Hegwich is a trip, man. It's it's still, like, it's, it's I love that area. It's I a fucking it, love it, dude. It's a super strange area. Just like yeah. not even, not even from from anybody there, but like even just like you've got all the trains, you've got like yep. random dot. Like it's, it, it's a super. Uh, uh, I, I don't mean like Say racially it. diverse, but like a super diverse, like all kinds of oh, shit yeah. going on. At Rusty ships and right, yeah. you know, <laughs> it's unpaved a weird, roads. Like, yeah, and, like you yeah, it's think, strange. If you didn't know you were in Chicago, babe, where the fuck are yeah. we? Like, yeah. you think you were, like, in Pittsburgh or something. Like, it's kind of a cool little, I don't know. It's it's, 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 its own thing, man. Yeah. It's crazy. It's it, it's wild. <laughs> it's the farthest south you go before you hit Lanswang or Indiana. Right. You know? So, uh, um, so you guys growing up down there, what um, what was your mom? Oh, she was high school dropout. Oh, okay. Did was yeah. she just stayed home with you no guys? No work. And she was, yeah, stay-at-home mom, three kids. Okay. And your pop is just always working. Always working until he became a cop, and then he was just, you know, always working the cop job. Yeah. You know? So... Um, yeah, not, I, I wouldn't say necessarily set up for success, but certainly becoming a cop, that was a huge break for them. You mm-hmm. know, they were able to buy their own house. Uh, like that's a big, that's a big deal. I lived in Kel city. And, actually, and if you need to too. buy a house, if, who would now, you guys reach out? And, if, if, no, so if they were looking today. I, that, I have so many good notes for ads. I really thought that's what we were doing today. I'm, try, I'm teeing you guys up. I'm trying to give it to you. You're not pulling it. Yeah. I really thought that's it's, what we were doing. It's not my thing. Oh. I actually, you know what? Because Cook County recorded, they, they have everything recorded for years and years and years. I actually did pull the original mortgage that they took. Come on. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. No I kidding. sent it to my mom, and she started crying because it had my dad's signature on it and whatnot. Oh, yeah. shit. It was cool. Um, And, and just like... This is gonna sound weird. I'm gonna ask you a mortgage question in the middle of this thing. I used to, I used to hear that like guys again, like like guys like our dads, um, guys like our dad's age or Vince's age used to take <laughs> out mortgages. <laughs> <laughs> Things used to be so different than now, where like you would buy a house for like twenty thousand dollars, but your interest rate was like 
thirty percent or so. Yeah. I mean, I'm probably yeah. making up numbers, but like I heard that that was kind of like what the what oh, the yeah. layout was. What for sure thirty years ago was it? How kind of? No, absolutely. I was that? I was I actually was on the radio earlier today, and uh, the guy I was talking with his first house, 1991. It was at a 19 and a quarter percent interest rate Jesus in 1991. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's um, crazy. Yeah, so um, so so again, so you're growing up, and um, and your mom's at home with you guys. Yeah, your pops working. Yeah. Um, how how many years did he put on? So he, uh, let's do it. Well, I'm, uh, I'm not jo- trying. Joey, sorry. No, don't worry. if you don't want to go into that, we can no, we can absolutely. move past that. No, well. I'm dude. I'm such an open book. It's it's not even fair. I, I, and I know I know what you're doing. You're, you're not. I don't want to say you're leading into it, but yeah, I have no, a story. No, we and again, and we don't even story. have to talk about that. But yeah, like so so. Did anything kind of after anything happened? Like, did did anything kind of jar you in any direction of like where you wanted to go? Like, like I'm trying to get you not necessarily there, but like what led you down this path? Yeah. So, you know, like the public service and or no, it, yeah. So yeah. I'm I'm gonna jump into it because I, I didn't know how I was gonna lead it right. Yeah. But I but I knew this is something I talk about all the time. No. So okay. So we have the house in Hagwish. We lived there for a few months, right? My dad's got. He, he's just off probation. He's got 18 months on the job, and uh, right down the street, there's a, a drag racing party from my house. Uh, just you know, it's a regular party, regular party. He yeah. goes to break it up. He sees cherries and berries on the squads running down the street. So he goes meets up with. He wasn't on duty at the oh, time. Wow. So he uh, he meets up with them, and everyone disperses. It's cool. He talks to the squad. They're like, yeah, make sure if, you know, just let us know. They're like, they knew him. It was all 4th District guys. So uh, they're and like, this yeah. Is all, this is in your neighborhood. It's down the street from my house. It's wow. literally less than a block away. Because, um, yeah, we're right on Wolf Lake, and, you know, uh, it's right there. Yeah. Um, and anyway, so they're like, yeah, dude, if, if, they, if, if it happens again, you know, let us know, and We'll come we'll by come again. again. Yeah, right. for sure. So, uh, like an hour and a half, two hours after they had broken it up, it, it started happening again. And he, I mean, dude, he's 26 years old. He's got three kids under six years old that he's just like, oh my God, dude, shut the fuck up. These kids are trying to sleep. Right. So he, he, I, he calls his buddies. He's like, hey, it's happening again. I'm walking down there. So he walks down there. He confronts, uh, you know, some, some people at the party. Um, and yeah, let's be very blunt about it. He gets beat to death. Um, so they uh, they attacked him with some baseball bats, tire irons. They dropped uh, uh, one of those side. They, they pried up a sidewalk block and dropped it on his head. Uh, they took his badge, threw it in the and uh, in, in the lake. They took his wallet, threw it in the lake. Uh, at some point, someone shot off his finger. I don't know if he shot it off himself, but I mean, at the end of the day. Mom, fucking don't listen to this shit. Right. Uh, it was brutal. And I, I uh, as I got older, one day I read the I read the autopsy report and I was ready to throw up. It was disgusting. Right. Um, anywho, so gets beat to death. The, and they're, they're, I mean, there's so much more to this, you know? Right, right, right. Um, and I definitely wasn't trying to get you here. No, for sure. But that's it's all part of my life, man. Like sure. I said, I'm an open book. There's there's a lot of things that have but happened that, that, in my life. That came into play on the decisions that you would make moving forward. For sure, yeah. for sure, for sure. Um, when I was younger, I planned on you know being a lawyer, and it's yeah. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll go. Forward. Yeah. So, <clears throat> I'm sorry. How old were you when when this happened? I was four. Okay, so you were very young. Yeah, I, I literally whole, I, your whole family. Like, I mean, you were all the kids were young, right? Yeah. No, my my sister's the only one who remembers anything about my dad. I was four. My brother was three. So, um, 
the only things that I know is like the, from the few home videos that Anecdotally, we had. Totally, right. Yeah, actually, super trippy. Um, like, it, God, it had to be like 2000, 2001. We were, uh, someone was playing uh, one of our home videos, and I'm hearing a voice, and I'm like, I don't remember saying any of that shit. Mm-hmm. And I go look at the video, it's my dad talking. I was like, oh my God, I have his voice. That's right. awesome. <laughs> oh, that's cool. So, yeah, trippy shit. But, uh, Mr. Matthews. Killbot. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, I just did the what, what the poets say, Steve? <clears throat> was he pacing around putting miles on while he was talking in the movie? He may uh, have been. You just <laughs> he was those... holding me. He was yeah. holding me when I looked oh, in. Really? He was holding pacing? me in the... Yeah, it was cool, man. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. So, but, so this happens again. You're, you're very young. Yeah. Um, how was your... I mean, I obviously your family was majorly affected by this, but yeah. like your immediate family, what, what happens from that point on? Like your mom obviously has to kind of take take the reins of everything. Yeah, my, my, my high school dropout mother, 23 years old. I, oh, my God, I'm talking so Chicago. I get a couple <laughs> drinks in me, right? <laughs> yeah, right? Um, she's 23 years old. I mean, she doesn't know what the hell is going to happen. The, the the morning after, we got Ralph Shoy, uh, God rest his soul. Uh, he's like a, a, another grandfather to me. Used to, and I know you guys now know the Hunter Club, but they're at, they're at our door, and he's like, hey, we're going to pay off your mortgage. So she doesn't have to worry about that anymore. He thing. was the original Hundred Club guy. The right? son of. The, the son, son of. of, yeah. Okay. So he's Ralph Shoy Jr. Ralph Shoy Sr. Okay. is the one who started the, the whole shebang. Um, he was always there for us. Um, wow. But, yeah, so they paid off the mortgage that day, and they'd only been in the house for a year and a half. You know, Not even a year and a half. You know, so you, br- you got pretty close with him, didn't you? Yeah. Like growing no, up? he was like another grandpa. Because yeah. anytime I fucked up, I got a call from Ralph. Anytime I did good, Come which on. was so rare, I got a call from <laughs> Ralph. Well, I, because uh, Steve and I were at the 100 Club Gala, which yeah. was an awesome experience. I, I'm so grateful that, that we got to go to that. And you were one of the, the speakers. And Come on. You, yeah. You, wow. you knocked yeah. it out of the park. I was laughing. Well, Corey, if you would have come... You would have seen it. <laughs> it and uh, you, you and McClement, I don't know what you guys were doing, but you didn't come. Yeah, you disappointed our girl, Caitlin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. You don't want to do that. Yeah. You don't so. want to do that. Congratulations. Supply line, huh? Yeah, that's uh, from a company that, uh, that we don't manufactures like. so- stuff like that. <laughs> so... Um, can just just for people that are taking Anything. like if anybody that listens to this has no idea what we're talking about would do you mind like just doing a quick thing about like what the hunter club is yeah because there might be some people that don't understand like how no like how sure. important this organization is to you no the the hunter club is a life-saving organization i can uh i can attest to that yeah. if it was not for the hunter club my i would not be here today my mom would not be here today my sister and brother would not be here today uh literally my she she was a high school dropout she had no education she had three kids at 23 years old and a, a husband who had just been killed so they provide financial assistance immediate literally that morning financial assistance to the families of uh, first responders who have been killed in line of duty. Uh, they, they obviously, my dad wasn't on duty. He did, so he, right. he presented himself as a police officer. He had his In badge. the line of duty. Yeah. They, the they, they ruled that he was in line of duty. Act. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it, they are funded purely from donations. Right. So it's it, if you're listening to this and you've heard of the Hunter Club, please donate. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't, Go check them out and please donate. And <laughs> right. it, it, at the time that they did it, they were just for the Cook for Cook County. Then now they are through the entire state of Illinois. They're again, if if it wasn't for them, 
I would not be alive today. I guarantee it. Yeah, the the work that the work that they do with what what they say, Steve, at the time three three. They or have four, four employees. People. Yeah, four employees. <laughs> yeah. Four people, and like we were literally. I know we've talked about this before, but like when, when we were at the the legislative thing. Yeah. I mean, Caitlin, we did a quick thing with her, and literally while we're talking, she's like, "I'm gonna call," and she got a call for oh, yeah. for Champagne. a phone officer. <clears throat> yep. That, yeah. And, yeah. and she's like. I got to go. And she literally gets in her car and starts driving down shit, which is, again, it's incredible. And now our friend uh, Kelsey Tomko, she's now part of the Hunter Club. That's awesome. Yeah. People helping people. People helping people. (laughs) So did you guys know about the Hunter Club before? I didn't. Dude, that's such I I knew about it beforehand. Yeah. Yeah, like it's Steve it, saying that because I said I. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, but it, but it's crazy to me because it was such a huge part of my life, and I didn't right. realize like how under you the just radar they everybody were. knew yeah, about the Hunter Club for yeah. sure. It's all through private donations, which everything. It, which again is incredible. Like it, it's incredible that it was such a major part of your life, mm-hmm. and so little people. I, I mean, again, I, I won't say that I'm the majority, but so little people know about this. Yeah. And so, you know, there's so many of us, first responders, cops, firemen, paramedics, that, you know, we always kind of think in the back of our heads, like, if something happens to us, um, someone will take care of us. Maybe there's, yeah. maybe something comes from the state. Maybe, like, yeah. nobody really understands, like, where, or I, I won't say nobody, but a lot of people don't understand, like, where or what organizations reach out to you. And for once, once I got back to my department, I kind of explained what the Hunter Club is. It was, it, it was always a matter of like, oh shit, like we didn't even know these people were around. Yeah. Like, absolutely, let's do what we can to help them out. Like, um, and so the One Hunter Club of Illinois, mm-hmm. they, um, they rendered financial assistance for your family yep. um, in terms of which this this I definitely want to lead you down. So they they render assistance for oh, the education of yep. of um, uh, of the children of yeah. these fallen first responders. Yeah, which but it goes further. It, than, it goes further than that because they Caitlin said that they'll take your education as far as you want to go. Yeah, and they mm-hmm. also provided financial assist or uh, education assistance for spouses too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they yeah okay. I like that, it. That, that's where we're going. That's <laughs> yeah. where I'm going. No, so um, so how does that come into play? Maybe not so much for you, but that's that super that comes into play. <laughs> yeah, right. So uh, the financial assistance for education. So um, obviously, right off the bat, they paid off the mortgage. Um, my mom was able to say, and then I'm going to go a little bit more in the library right here. Right come on, come on. Get <laughs> in there. My pay does, pays off the mortgage. She moves my family out to the neighborhood. Wait, right. did you say mortgage? The mortgage. <laughs> Trigger. Okay. All right. So. <laughs> ah, shit. Drop button, team. There it is. All right. All right. So uh, my mom moves us out to Naperville. While we're in Naperville, she's able to start going to college. She, uh, um, oh, I, so you guys all shoot out to Naperville, huh? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it, for her, it was incredibly tough to live literally down the block from where her husband got killed uh, and stared at every day, you know? Yeah. Um. So move out to Naperville. I was... Uh, Eight or nine years old, we moved out to Naperville. It was ni- 1993, so I was, I, yeah, I was, I was, well, shit, I was nine or ten. Okay, um, yeah. Anyway, so my mom is able to go to college while uh, we're all in school, and the Hunter Club is paying for all of it. And she decides she's going to be a nurse, you know, good money in nursing, and uh, that's wow. that's what she does. So college totally paid for. Uh, she had to get her oh GED first, obviously. Yeah. So she she uh, studied up, got the GED, applied to to uh, nursing programs, and became a nurse, and uh, was able to support you know the family. 
God, yeah. God bless Miss. God bless Miss. My mom is a saint. She. <laughs> <laughs> and she's still a nurse to this day. Uh, well, she's she's still licensed to be a nurse, but she's not nurse. She's not practicing anymore. Yeah, she, she's no. a nurse like you're a fireman. Uh, she's a nurse like I'm a fireman. Yeah, <laughs> I, gotcha. I, gotcha. I am still certified. She's a super nice lady. <laughs> <PF too>. Whatever. <laughs> um, wow. So you're so you're coming up through Naperville. Yeah. I, I mean, we, we don't have to talk about like the, sh- the shock of that. You know of that life. Super shocking. I, I mean, Dude, go for, I got go made from fun your of, neighborhood to Medjewick. Bro, I got made fun of by some people literally for my dad being killed. I'm not even in, in, I would, in Naperville. Uh, yeah. Dude, I got him so good. <laughs> What's that like? What? Like, where is this even? Yeah. 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 Jeez. No, no hate to Naperville. The 90s were rough. <laughs> they were, man. I mean, kids picking you at kids. You didn't make fun of people for anything. Anything. Anything was game back this then. This guy's dad got killed. What a pussy. <laughs> I'm not laughing at that. Oh. <laughs> not him, me. Me. I'm the pussy. All the, God all, damn it. All the things that we said, that's the one thing. You're not, that's, that's, that's the line. He's literally <laughs> laughing. I'm staring at him laughing. He doesn't have the microphone oh, anymore. Yeah, no, he's not. Look at me. Um, so, but, but Naperville, not to paint it as a... Not to paint as like anything paint different it. than what it is, but like back then, I mean, it was definitely higher, yeah, higher for sure. class, it's right? A, it's I mean, a total culture shock. Man. Oh yeah, such a culture shock. I mean, actually, fun story. My uh, my brother, you would have thought when he was younger before we moved that he was straight up out of Boston. He's like talking about I was gonna go for a ride in a car and all right, this right, shit. Right, right. The yeah. first day we were in Naperville, they put him into a speech therapist office <laughs> at school. <laughs> he came home. <laughs> He came home talking normal as shit. My mom was so pissed. Hello, like, mother. Where did his go? <laughs> yeah. Trippy. Yeah, it's like a totally different person. Holy but. shit. So, um, so you're, you go through, uh, whatever, going through grammar, yeah, yeah. middle school or whatever, going through high school. Yeah. And um, what, uh, anything kind of get you, get you down this road? Or? Yeah, for sure. So I, um, I, f- I hate it. Being in Naperville, I mean, you know, it, it is what it is. I have some great friends from there, but uh, yeah. to like coming I, up, I mean, you're you're kind of explaining, or you were kind of explaining earlier, like it was you weren't you weren't the stud student no, growing fuck. up. I, I think I, I think we graduated with 779 people. I was number 773 on the totem pole of uh, <laughs> of smarts. Right. right. Uh, Not that you're bringing along a baggage. Going up there, <laughs> you know. Uh, but yeah, so, yeah. So rough, rough going high school. Yeah, I mean, I it's not that I was necessarily stupid, uh, but right. I was very much preoccupied with not giving a fuck. Yeah. Um. So, anywho, that's here a we familiar go. story. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I mean, what do I give a shit about the Scarlet Letter? Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I, you know, and you, you got, you want me to sit in class and listen to this bullshit? Yeah. And I got wrestling practice after this, and the, uh, you know, uh, football and baseball and whatever else everybody else these guys are involved in, and you want me to read this book that I literally don't give a shit about. Yep. Like ever, and I don't. I, I tell my wife all the time, like, I never read yeah. anything, anything. Yeah. You know, in high school, I'm like, I made it up. If I got enough answers right, I got a C. Cool. Cool. Like, awesome. <laughs> you know. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> Here we C, are. C's get degrees. Here we are. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, after high school, what did you decide to do? I uh, decided I had no options but to go to junior college. So I did. I went to junior college, and this is going to be the weirdest fucking statement in history, but uh, thankfully 9-11 happened my first semester, and I was profoundly affected by that. Um so I get home. Well, it happened before I went to school that day. And, uh, you know, I'm, I, I, I'm watching on the screen. I was like, what the fuck is this? 
Uh, I go to school. I get back. I call my buddies from uh, from Naperville, and we all we all come by my mom's house, and they're like, "Oh, we gotta go to Mexico. We gotta go to Canada." Blah blah. blah. I was like, "What? What? What?" I call my buddies from the South Side. I go there the next day, and they're like, "Hey, we're going to the Marines fucking office." I'm like, all right, let's do this. I like this answer better. Yeah. So I, I was one of the guys that enlisted right after 9/11. Um, I and dude, it it was crazy because there were so many people that enlisted after that happened. I didn't even get to go to boot camp until August, like it, literally eleven months. It took me to just go to boot camp. So uh, well, let's let's get Josh caught up because to get into fire service. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it was just you know, like I, like I said, it was just kind of you know, ever since a kid, you know, it was like growing up in Orland, riding my bike to the station, you know, that kind of that, that typical kind of story. It's quite a juxtaposition here. Um, that we pivoted to, isn't it? Well, um, yeah, it was a sunny day, I, and I rode I my bike to Orland Station to... 4 and thought the guys were awesome, and they showed me the truck, and, then, and here we are. Yeah. <laughs> I like to drink. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, but I, I, I started taking classes right in high school and everything, the cadet program and everything, and then got out, and um, yeah, 9 11, I was already working a private ambulance. I remember I was in at Palos Hospital when it happened, you know. And, That's where my daughter was born. So, oh. <laughs> Full circle. Um, yeah, and then I uh, started testing right away. You know, I got on a couple places part-time and everything. And, <clears throat> of course, the fact team thing that we've touched on. And then I started testing. I got hired full-time right when I turned 21 because I was already fire. I was already medic. I was ready to go. So, wow. um, yeah, so I got hired full-time. Um, Country Club Hills right when I was 21. And then I went to Hazel Crest the next town over. And then, uh, actually, speaking of Naperville again, full, st- full circle, I, d- I worked in Naperville, too. I worked in Naperville for, like, 16 months. And I left Naperville to go to Cicero. So um, kind of a diverse yeah. career. Yeah, Naperville, career. wonderful fire department, terrible residents, right? Is that what we're kind of getting at at the <laughs> end of this? Great tension. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's I, yeah. And the expectations are different, I think, for, yeah. you know, on the, on, on the guys. But no, the guys are just, again, again, every, it's like a theme in my life is everywhere I went, people treated me like better than I kind of deserved, I felt like, you know what I mean? And so I've tried to, t- now that I'm like, the next generation they tried to come here. Do. Yeah, honestly, here even. No, well, here I got kind of ambushed. And, but, and uh, as, we're, uh, as we're learning, and so, some, you know, like team. Josh worked at a bunch of different places. Corey worked at a couple different places. Vince worked at a different. Co- I'd say here, it's the same circus. It's just different clowns. That's the truth. Yep. Same that's circus, different clowns. Yeah, like when I work in Cicero, guys are like, oh, I was with Naperville. I was like, it's like the same as here at the table. I mean, it's like the same stuff. The guys are awesome. Yeah, but yeah, you had to salute them when they fucking left the fucking yeah. bay. Yeah. yeah, like, no, no, you know? No, it was just it was just different, you know, residents. It's just different, you know, mm-hmm. expectations were placed in the guys. That's all. It was, the guys were the same. Yeah. They either had to meet that standard or... Or, you know, or not, you know? Right, so, right. And some guys just, did, and some guys just did just enough. And, yeah, I yeah. tell the guys at my table now, you're just a product of lower standards, that's all, you know? You never make it out there. <laughs> Josh, which department were you at when you went to your first fire? Uh, Phoenix, Phoenix, Illinois. Those which, guys don't burn at all. Yeah, it's a, well, it's such a small well, town. I'm surprised that there's any buildings left. Yeah, it's a small yeah. town. Yeah. Where, yeah, where's that? It's it's it's, it's uh part it's of Harvey like, basically. Harvey, yeah. Harvey, oh, Harvey Robbins, okay. all those. Oh, yeah, yeah, Harvey and like South Holland borders it that that area Jesus there. So Christ. I was like 17. I was nice. 18. Yeah. I, it was right after high school. I was 18. And I started there. I just walked in there. My buddy Andrew Monroe is his, one of his buddy's friends actually, who's a Naperville guy now, was there and um. Got us, got us in there, you know, I was like, holy shit, you know, and there was, you know, you just worked there for five bucks an hour or whatever it was, you know, but yeah. you were 18 years old. Right. So <laughs> you just, and there were two of us, two of us there. So, um, so yeah, that's where I had my, my, 
very first fire. What was, uh, uh, do you remember anything about it or no? Oh, it burned to the ground. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> there were two 18-year-old kids. <laughs> 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 Weren't you paying attention to that part of the story? Did you get the <laughs> garden hose or what? <laughs> Those, and I'm not, I don't want, I'm not trying to, the guys are awesome there. And that department is actually like, for what, they, they, they don't have any resources, but they're very mm-hmm. proud and they're, Really good, but again, it was just like limitations of me. I was eighteen, <laughs> I was like that right. and I think was fully involved. And it was like, oh my god, I don't even know. I, I, I yeah, I, was still in the academy when they were letting me ride rigs there. I was like still in the fire academy, fire two academy. Right. Like, what is going on? I mean, yeah, we've we've talked about before. Like, me, me and see, like, there's there's departments where like standard operating procedure is engineer puts in a pump and ghost pumps it while him and the yeah. lieutenant go in. Like it's, yeah. it's, I mean, that's doing more with in less. In much of the United States. Right. You yeah. know? A lot, yeah. Or, yeah. Blue or sometimes Island. less with less. Yeah, they do. I mean, yeah, like just a few miles from here, it's happening, you know, yeah. like right now. Yeah. So, um, so uh, you guys are, you guys are both coming of age. Um, your coming of age story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, like, going, like you're the prince I, and I'm the right, fucking frog. I, this <laughs> is great. So, so going back to the frog, I don't mean to take it away. <laughs> um, so, so you're in the service. Okay. Yeah. What, what year did you join? 01? Uh, I enlisted in 01. I didn't go to boot camp till 02 though. Okay. And then that's when, uh, uh, is that when you started in the military? Yeah. Yeah. Or? I didn't go to boot, the, to boot camp until 02. And in between that, you dick. Go. Uh, ask your oh, question. God. Now you're already. You know, right, you know where he's going already. Yeah. No, for sure. So I, I had enlisted. I went to, to uh, MAPS and, you know, I, I swore that I would go to boot camp, right? Uh, I entered the, the late entry program and I was still in college. And I was like, man, I am not going to do a fucking thing. Until boot camp anyway. So there's a, a, a college internship program that there's a, a a big recruiting event for hosted by Disney World. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, here, here we, we go. go. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> so I go ahead and I, uh, I, I, uh, I, I go through the interview process and uh, the person interviewing me is like, hey, and if you're interested, you know, we're doing character auditions after... Uh, <laughs> After this, at like four p.m. I'll give you the microphone. <laughs> such a, no. Yeah, Steve's got a secret story in the gym. Oh, you, oh, you don't know. No, this? no, I, I had no idea. No, oh, idea. Yeah, this is great. So, uh, yeah, so they're like, yeah, they do a character audition. They're like, yeah, what the fuck? Why not? So and this is just staging for you to get the get for you to go to boot camp. Just a couple months of like. See, you this just is be because like, I know that I'm not doing anything in college. <laughs> No, that's fucking danger for me right now. I will drink everything in here. Uh, yeah, you're, you're welcome well, to. I guess it's happening now. I, well, well, now that you have it, just pour it. And Joe, let's say that in this here. Too. Let's say that in here is a uh, building that was for sale. How would someone go about getting a mortgage? So you can call the frontline team. Come and, on, uh, there we go. I actually, what does the frontline team do? I don't even know. The, uh, well, you know what the frontline team does. I know what the frontline team does. <laughs> we do the best goddamn mortgages in the God, fucking country. You are goddamn right. You guys, dude, <laughs> dude I'm so nuts, man. Like, I, 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 I'm a weirdo. I, in my head, I feel like we should write every loan in the country because I feel like we're the only ones who give a fuck. And, and I know there's a lot of people in mortgage world that that care. Right. There's there there's there is. I just feel like no one cares as much as us. It's 
right, so enough about the fucking Jagoff Frontline team. Yeah, so, don't, don't uh, let him out I of the Disney store. Oh, we're, 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 yeah, you stopped the Disney store. Don't yeah, let him out of the Disney store. Listen, right. Corey will let everybody out of every story yeah. on this podcast if we let him. All right, so. continue, Joey. Yeah, it's, so we do mortgages in uh, 50 <laughs> No. Oh, all oh, 50 states. states. Anyway. <laughs> Including Florida. No, I did, I, I, like I said, Home open book, World. right? My therapist said never fucking worry about talking. <laughs> so here I go. Um, so, yeah, they, they they're like, the interview goes well. And they're like, hey, if you're interested, you know, we're yeah. doing character auditions after this. And, you know, uh, it's whatever o'clock and, you know, just show up, blah, blah, blah. So I go do the character auditions. And part there's like 400 fucking people, 500 people that show up. Uh-huh. And, uh we they, they break us into groups and everyone has their numbers and shit and I'm number four, um, and God why do why do I remember that that's stupid that's I remember the, I remember the stupidest shit details. man uh, <laughs> anywho so so uh, as, so as part of this they, they they teach us this goofy dance spray pixie dust you do all this goofy shit right oh, shit, and I'm so, so like, he fucking said pixie I dust I said pixie you're <laughs> goddamn right I did it's magic man it's I'm so Disney. happy that Vince brought the brought the camera while you're talking about the dance that you may have had to do. No, I absolutely may may had to do a dead. dance. I so oh man, you're gonna learn more about me right you, now too. You won't do the dance. Shit. No, fuck. I, oh I, my mean, God, I, I, I couldn't do it then. I, 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 I do. I love. He's dancing. known for that at the that's, bank. That's what I'm known for. Every event. Come on, dude. Yeah. I, they, they, every time we have a national sales meeting and I'm on the fucking board again. Like, oh, hey, the, Joey, the great Joey, dancer. The best dancer out of Region Three. Yeah. Yeah. Joey, you look like a good dancer. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so amazing. tell us about you look like we dance. your dancing skills so anyway, for your Disney character tryout. So there's our Disney character tryout. They get they, they choreographed this whole dance. We're supposed to learn it, blah, blah, blah. I've, I've never been someone who could just learn a dance. I, I do all like my shit. freestyle. I freestyle. Thank you. I do. I do. I listen. I feel music. I feel music. I'm a dude, but you get fucked. Anywho, so uh, <laughs> I start off, like, I remember the first few things. I spray out my pixie dust, you know, and then I'm fucking totally lost in the sauce, and all these other assholes are, like, doing this whole thing. So I start breakdancing. You're right. You're right. They're the assholes. Yeah. <laughs> dude. But I'm just having a good time. You know, I'm laughing. I'm smiling. And, and I started breakdancing. I actually, uh, fun stuff. Story. I was in a breakdancing club in high school. So. <laughs> wow! Yeah, there you go. In Naperville. In Naperville. <laughs> With hey, wait. Yeah. No competition out there. I'll hey, tell you that one. Hey, he's the only one who had street credit because he's from fucking <laughs> Hegwish. Yeah. 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 All the breakdancers in Hegwish. That's how we did it on Avenue O. Avenue M, bitch. <laughs> anyway, so uh, all right, so Pixie dust. I, I I spray out my t- pixie dust and then I start doing my uh, my six step and. Uh, <laughs> Afterwards, uh, the, the obviously it all lands. Everyone goes back and and they're like, all right, now go wait in the auditorium while we uh, call out numbers, blah blah. blah. So they bring out like th- two groups of a hundred, and they immediately like, all right, get the fuck out of here. You were all awful. Uh, they bring in two more groups of a hundred or so, and they uh, they let them know like, all right, you have a shot. If you if you want to come in, you know, we'll we'll, we'll call you and uh, we'll see if there's a spot for you. Blah blah blah. There's uh there's five of us sitting there, looking at each other like what the f- they forgot we existed. What the fuck is going on? They're like, hey, You're you in guys, the final five. we're in the yeah, you were we're, we're in the final. There's five of us, 
and they call us back. Is this like American Idol type? Dude, it kind of is. But hell for, yeah, bro. But 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 for weird dancing. Um, <laughs> they so they bring us back to a room where the other four hundred some odd, five hundred some odd people can't see us. They're like, hey guys, so you're all guaranteed a spot if you want it, it, it to be a character in Disney World. And I was like, Whoa. dude, I thought that you fucking forgot we existed, <laughs> right? So uh, right right afterwards, like a week later, I'm I'm driving down to Disney World for my new job is fucking goofy. It was great. Stop it. Yeah. Goofy. Well, I'm 6'3". So all the characters in Disney World is based on height. So my height character was goofy. That's the main character. I, was I thought also- you were Baloo. You oh, sorry. Your story. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. Right. Turn my mic off. <laughs> so I'm 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 goofy. Obviously, it's my main character. I'm also Launchpad McQuack. I'm also <laughs> Blue. Okay. Sorry. I'm Brer Bear. I'm uh, Governor John Ratcliffe. Uh, <laughs> I'm Woody. Woody. Woody doesn't even do an autograph. Lazy fuck just has a stamp. That's easy. Uh, but you. But uh, wait. Do you have to like memorize the autograph? Yeah. 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 So, like, if some Except little kid Woody, goes to this stamp. fucking Goofy, he better get the same autograph is, as the Goofy on the other side of the park. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. It is. These, these are the interesting questions you grabbed the mic for me for. So, eclectic <laughs> life. The, I said about it the right from the get go. Uh, goofy. So, <laughs> I was actually going to make, like, a jag-off comment because you stuttered for a second. I was like, oh, definitely Goofy. Like, like the, oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have to do a voice too? No, you're not allowed to do a voice. You're not allowed to talk just like your normal voice. You can't talk at all. There's no talking because there's no way that Mr. Disney don't like that shit, Vince. Super high-pitched Goofy and super low-pitched Goofy are going to sound the same, so you're not allowed to talk. Now, were your union wages comparable to uh, the fact team? Garbage. (laughs) Who made more money, the fact team? By far. (laughs) Did you get room and board? No. Well, yeah-ish. So I had five roommates, six people. I lived in Vistaway Apartments. Was one of them Britney Spears? Oh, wouldn't that be nice? That would be wouldn't nice. Wouldn't that be that nice? No, be nice. it was all not. Dudes? No, it was all dudes. It was, uh, I, I remember, I think all their names. Uh, Ryan, Pat, Bruce, uh, Lucas. He just refinanced all Me. of them. No. <laughs> Probably. Dude, it went from all different fucking areas. If you're going to refinance, <laughs> yeah. Josh, where would someone want to go to refinance? Oh, you know. Yeah, oh, we you need, need to refinance Goof Troop. Yeah. <laughs> and, but, but So, yeah, we, we made six bucks an hour, and half of our paycheck was taken out. All of our half our, our, our paychecks were taken out to pay the rent. So, and, and thankfully, it was Jeez. pre-tax. So we're making three bucks an hour at Disney World. Oh, like, God. dude, it's crazy. Crazy bad, but it's great for a resume if you make it through. It's like the Pullman Factory version of uh, yeah. Disney characters. It's terrible, it, dude. It's it's great. So if you were you paying your through. rent back to Disney. Yes. Yeah. Okay, they would cool. just pull it out of my paycheck. All right. So since Disney is a sponsor, after From you get done working <laughs> at Disney, whoa, 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 whoa! Is this, you are, am I glossing over? You missed something. Huge what did piece I miss? Of this. I didn't what want did to. I, I didn't want to hop in and drive the ship because it's not my setup here. But you either. missed a big you're, you're a detail. <laughs> Joey, ask me how that Disney experience Joey, so now, was. How did your Disney spe- experience end? Thank you, host. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's anywho, good. I was 18 years old working at Disney, knowing I was going to the Marines. Right, so. Uh-huh. <laughs> the, the the great thing about that is I'm living by myself with a bunch of other 18-year-olds, uh, and we are oh. just drinking our fucking nuts off, right? <laughs> we are drinking constantly. All right. So 
there's a, a day. It's it's in April. I've been there since January 7th, the day I moved down there. Dave Thomas from Wendy's died. God rest his soul. Oh, remember when I said I remember stupid shit? That's one of the things I remember. <laughs> it's uh, an odd thing to remember. It's nuts. And, right? It's, it's I'm, nuts. I'm Josh can attest. I remember oh the God. stupidest <laughs> fucking thing. I'll hang up on a file from two years ago. I'll be like, oh, yeah. Nah, nah. I can't hear you because I'm wearing this fucking headset. It's ADHD. ADHD. It's a, it's a Is that what it is? Yes. I have ADHD. Here we go. Thank Here you, we go. Stephen. Here we go. <laughs> so anyway, it's like April, and uh, dude, I, I mean, I've been drinking fucking way too much, and right. I was at Pleasure Island. Oh my god, fuck! I just thought of something else. <laughs> I won a fucking dance fucking competition at the BET nightclub. I think that night. <laughs> I'm not even fucking joking, bro. <laughs> anyway, Eddie, if you're gonna win a dance competition. At the BET nightclub, yeah, you better be from yeah, fucking Hagwish. That was a, that was a thing at <laughs> Pleasure Island. Anyway, so uh, I was drinking. It, it was Captain Mo in, in, in uh, Code Red Mountain Dew. I called it Captain Red Rum. And dude, it's fucking delicious. It's fucking terrible for you. You'll die. Um, anyway, I, I hammered, fucking hammered. I get home at like three in the morning. I gotta be on set at eight. And uh, on set means in character, and I'm at the Animal Kingdom. I'm Safari Goofy. Uh, 8 a.m. Ironically, Still. Safari Goofy was Vince's college nickname. I've hijacked the fuck out of this podcast. This is great. So, so uh, you're Safari Goofy. I'm Safari Goofy. What's your outfit look like? It, it's fucking, dude. I'll, it's fucking, all I'll, I'll pull it up. I'll, I'll pull it up. Hey, oh so god, help me out on my husband. I got a VA loan. Fuck yeah. Oh, <laughs> just like that. Deals, just like that. Making I got, deals. I gotta go. I'll be back in ten minutes. Time for <laughs> right now. Don't no, even say so, it. So I, uh, I, uh, I'm Safari Goofy. It's eight a.m. or nine. Whatever the fuck park the park right. opens. Either way, I'm You're still, still drunk. fucking blessed. Right. You definitely it's smell disgusting. like Captain Red Rum. Yeah, well, thank you. So proud of you for saying yeah, that. No, I didn't. Anywho, <laughs> so I'm on set. I'm fucking hammered. And uh, the gates open and fucking people just start fucking running, running. Because everyone wants to be the first one to get the autographs and then go on to the rides and shit. And uh, Now, is it hot in Florida? It's hot as a motherfucker <laughs> in Florida. Is it hot in a goofy suit? It's also incredibly humid. <laughs> I'm sweating bullets. And I'm taking pictures and I'm signing autographs and I'm hugging kids and fucking doing the things that Goofy does and dancing like an asshole. And, dude. Uh, is the camera on? How does Safari Goofy dance? I'm d- bro. <laughs> Not Goofy. No, bro, don't fucking play. I'll do it. Oh, no. So, don't do it for me. Get to the crescendo, oh, man. Come on, I can't uh, take it anymore. I'm, take, I'm taking a picture with, with a couple kids, like like five, six, seven years. As old as my this son is, is right now. He's, 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 say, he just turned six. This is the best day, the best day of their life. It, oh, yes. And you're yes. shit-faced. I'm shit-faced. <laughs> and... And I start getting, you know, that really, like, fucking, that loose spit you start feeling? I mean, I don't know. Right before it happens, you know it? I'm starting to feel it. I'm like, oh, oh no. shit. And I'm Dude. only 10 minutes into set. Sets are only half an hour long. So I only have to make it half an hour. Yeah, you don't want to swallow that shit. You swallow that shit's in. game over. 10 minutes in, it's not going to fucking happen. So oh. I'm, uh... I'm, I'm trying to swallow it. I'm trying Feel to deal with it. I'm taking you got pictures. The mouth sweats. Next thing you know, I'm just fucking throwing up all over myself. <laughs> oh. <laughs> right? And so Goofy's, where I see from is Goofy's mouth. So if you ever look at Goofy and you ever get close, it's a mesh screen inside the mouth. And that's where I'm looking through. So, so you, you I'm projectile right vomiting now. into that fucking screen. Oh. And there's like little drips of red <laughs> and fucking rum dripping onto this fucking kid's head as I'm standing still just trying and you can hear it because I'm fucking puking. 
I'm throwing up onto a fucking six year old. That's what's happening in a, in a goofy costume. In a goofy costume. Sorry, I'm sorry, goofy. That's where magic is made. It's Disney. World. Dude, I'm wearing a suit. If we release this, Disney will. Su- anyway, yeah. anywho, um, no one listens. So my guide, the people who walk people on and off set, they're called the guide, and they're the ones that are supposed to like control the car crowd in case you know a group of people comes in and starts tackling you or humping you, which happens. Um, it's fucking weird. Um, any so the, my guide immediately grabs me because she sees the uh, the 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 grossness coming out of my face. And uh, we, we go off set. We go back to the cooling trailer. There's a cooling trailer because you do half an hour on, half an hour off. In the cooling trailer, you're drinking water, a ton of water, and the AC is just blasting. It's like three degrees in there, uh, you know, because heat stroke's not good. And, you know, not I've been there. Not water. Yeah. So uh, we, we pull off my costume, and I just, I'm, I'm covered in fucking red rum. It's fucking disgusting. And uh, she's like, you, you need to go right now. So I leave. Uh, I get called at like as as i'm pulling up to the apartment smelling like fucking a drunk captain red rum yeah fucking and, and like yeah so um you're not allowed to come back in my out processing they actually took pictures of me like like uh, uh like an inmate i got banned from disney for 10 years it was like no shit it was like yeah. vomit rolling down yeah. here yeah i know it's fucking gross uh i got banned from disney for 10 years um and funny enough, after my son was born, I, I wanted to make sure that I wasn't still banned. So I called. I was like, hey, so I got fired a long time ago, and I want to make sure I'm not still banned. And I wasn't, which is nice. But I did block me in 2007. I tried to get a job bartending at ESPN. So I'm like, you have a no higher status with the company. I was like, what the fuck? Wow. I just got home from my rig, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm an American goddamn hero. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a hero, but I was a Marine. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> That was fun. So now you know that I was uh, goofy. I didn't know. Right. Yeah, you yeah. were you were GI bleed goofy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my eclectic life continues. Uh, it's not even the end. So <laughs> not even close. So that was three months of your life. After. It was. <laughs> oh my god, dude! I worked at Tweeter Center after that. This is just Twitter so much Center. fun. Twitter Center. It it was. Uh, I'm aware of it. The world. World, world Music Theater. When I was working there, I was working security at Tweeter Center. I worked backstage security after Disney. After Disney. After Disney. So, so you came home disgraced. It's far goofy. Yeah. And you're like, where else can I go from here? My my buddy my buddy was like, dude, let's let's go work at fucking Tweeter Center as, as security. And so uh-huh. we did. We we went out there and uh the guy who was head of security, I actually remember his name too, is Joe Hernandez. I, I only worked with him for a few months because I went to boot camp in August. So uh <laughs> He, he, he had been in the Navy. I uh, in, in my interview process, I said, you know, I'm in this late entry program for the Marines, blah, 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 whatever. And that was good enough for him to be like, okay, you, you're, Fair enough. you're hired. You're hired. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, yeah, I worked backstage and I worked uh, a parking lot like Jimmy Buffett. What a well, like dude. Just security or something? Yeah. Yeah. It was wild. Yeah. Jimmy Buffett concerts, like the stuff that happened, like the what people do to each other is just so weird. Well, we're going to. Before we come back, before Joey gets to the Marine Corps, we're going to take a break and we'll come back and we'll see what happens to Joey next. <laughs> I'm sorry for this fucking hijacking. Dude, I've had a, we dude, I've had a weird many, fucking life. I, I, we, can't, we can't take too many breaks. I'm worried that Josh is just going to leave. I'm like, all right, this yeah. is what I signed up for. Well, we're going to go back Where's to Joey's commercial, you know dickhead. Yeah, Joey's saying, so, amazing stories and the nerd Josh that he brought with him. So, Vince, this is. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So, we'll, we'll we're gonna take a break lives. and we'll be right back. All right. This episode of Chicago's Bravest Stories is also brought to you by Tim Ryan with Remax Properties Northwest. Tim is a local 2753 firefighter 
and as a first responder himself, he understands that buying and selling a home can be a stressful process. You can get a hold of Tim at 773-578-2464 or send him an email at tryanrealestate at gmail.com or look him up on Instagram at closed with Tim. Again, that number is 773-578-2464. That email again is tryanrealestate at gmail.com. You have a guy now. <laughs> All right, we're back with Chicago's Bravest Stories. This episode is actually brought to you by the Frontline team. Who? Josh? The Frontline? What? Oh, sorry. I was expecting more of a lead-in. <laughs> <laughs> so I expected you to say Josh Hill, mortgage bankruptcy from the Cicero Fire Department. I, I get that all the time. I was promised there would be a lead-in. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, no, Vince, we're, we're happy to sponsor this. You know, we have been for for a while, and and we're going to continue. You know, I love the stories that you guys are telling here, and and uh, it's 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 great to be here in the studio for real. You know, in person for once to actually record this, but. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're like I said, we're thrilled to be a, a sponsor of this. Obviously, that's a big part of our, our business is the police and fire world, doing doing the mortgages for them and, and really being uh, in a place where we can be trusted by them. I saw in the, in the Heenan pod, uh, you know, he's saying, hey, the last thing you want is a bunch of guys uh, talking shit on you at the table at the firehouse, you know. <laughs> and uh, so obviously that's something that we take very seriously, the, the, the trust that's placed in us. You know, and we would never violate that for those reasons. It's just the right thing to do, but also you can't have a table full of guys talking about you, man. That'll end you. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to eat dominoes for the rest of my life. That'll end us. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's why I quit. Who knows? <laughs> so where can they get a hold of you? That's that's a fantastic yeah, question. Uh, Pull up your phone because, uh, you know. Yeah, well, obviously they can just look us up on social media at the Frontline Team. Um or obviously see one of us. We're always out at events, but uh, at the Frontline Team on Facebook, on Insta. Uh, also, they can call us at our, our central team number is 630-534-2900. Uh, they can give us, give us a buzz there. Whether they're going to be out buying, we can, uh, you know, give them a hand. And like I said, it's just kind of a transparency has been always our, our appeal there. And, and, and I know I've mentioned this a couple times, but I was a customer of the Frontline Team. Uh, I reached out to Josh uh, and... Man, he took care of me. I, I didn't even have to leave my house. Uh, scan. I used my scanner. Someone knocked <laughs> on my door. I mean, it was it was fantastic, and it was stress free. Uh, I would send him, uh, I'll give him a phone call or send him an email. He would get back to me right away. Man, he took care of me, and uh, I, I'm saving a lot of money. My wife and I are saving a lot of money, and you know, it's it's it was a great experience. And truly, honestly. These guys really want to take care of you because they they don't want to see you get screwed. They don't want you getting into something that you can't get in, that you shouldn't be getting into. Uh, and Josh even went. I had another project going on, and Josh even went above and beyond and looked something up that they don't even sell. That they were like, we don't even do this, but I'm gonna help you. I'm gonna look it up for you, and he passed it along another something else along to me, and it, and so it was very honest. Uh, and these guys are very hardworking, and, and they're the nicest guys around. So if you're looking to get your first home, VA loan, uh, mortgages, uh, refinance, whatever whatever you're doing, honestly, give them a call because they're great. 
What uh, uh, Josh? What sets you guys apart from like from any other bank? Well, our team is uh, public safety, so we're all in either police or fire. Um, and then most of the guys in team are military background. You know, obviously we're we're talking about the hair with Joey and um, <clears throat> and a number of the other guys on the team are too. You know, not myself, but um, so that's part of it. Just being able to relate to the client base. You know, and that inherent Thank you trust. For your service, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> I was goofy and I threw up on a kid. <laughs> but that just, uh, you know, that inherent, that inherent trust that's there. And we don't violate it. So that's where the transparency yeah. comes in. And, and um, I mean, do you guys, uh, you guys as mortgage brokers, are you guys tied to any particular bank? Yeah, so uh, I'll, I'll jump on that. So what's what, what what's good about us uh, is we are. I it, I don't want to. I'm not going to use the word brokers because there's uh, there's a difference, right? But we we do work for a bank. However, we have many investors for our bank. So what we're able to do is we are able to shop our investors for the best product for our our borrowers. So our bank funds a loan, and we may or may not service it. But no matter what, we're looking for the best deal for for who we're working with. So it's kind of the best of both worlds. So it's one point of contact from origination through closing, and then, but and we still have access to a number of products. Yeah, go. we have a number of products available to us. You know, right? You know, and the, and the thing is, I, I, you know, I say it all the time. I got to work twenty-four hour shifts with some of my clients. Right? Do you think I want to mess that up? Right. You know, right. <laughs> so you know, guys that complain about what kind of pasta you bought, I don't want to hear it. You know, I, I don't want to hear it. I, you know, bought the wrong chips and put them in a bad raider. I don't want to hear it. You know, I mean, so Billy Heenan said he was going to take one of your guys out to the woods. His name's Tom Kelly. Fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah. I love you, Tom. Yeah. Stop so, calling me, yeah. Tom. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 it right there, though. That's it right there, Steve. No, but seriously, I mean, Tom. Obviously, he helped out uh, Billy's niece uh, very bigly. Um, but uh, dude, here, here's the, the, the biggest thing, uh, for, for me, uh, for what the frontline team is, for what we do. Um, and it goes beyond mortgages. It goes significantly beyond mortgages. Um, if you have a bad day, man, fucking call me, but it has nothing to do with the loan. I don't care. I, I really, I, I care about who I'm working with. I'm caring about how you're doing it. We, we relate to you. You, you have a fire, you have a call that. You know, you're having a trouble. Like the peer support is so important. And I, I, I've realized that just over my lifespan that you have to be able to talk to someone. And if you're going through the mortgage process and you also have someone who has shared life experiences and you're able to talk to them about the shit you're going through, dude, we want to. We want to be able to be there for you. And that was part of it. Like I didn't feel embarrassed about asking Josh a question because yeah. Josh knows where I come from. You know, I'm like, hey, uh, I know this sounds dumb, but blah, 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 blah. I'm just a fireman. I don't know anything about banks mm -hmm. or mortgages or blah, blah, blah. I try my best, but that's not really where my, you know, my forte. And he understand he understands that because I think a majority yeah. of the firemen out there, cops and paramedics and like, we're so preoccupied with other things. It's like, dude, I just want a cheap loan and I don't want to get screwed. How, yeah. how does this work? Can you, can you help me out? And he's like, he understands that. Yeah. 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 That's exactly it. I, I love what we do. I, I, I know that we're, we're doing a good job for other people. And I love, I, I, I man, <laughs> fucking seeing people crying when they're closing, fucking being able to, to be like, man, I had a bad fucking fire. And just not even fucking talking about the mortgage stuff. Just talking about what's going on in your head. That's the shit that I live for, dude. Fucking drinking. Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Frontline team. <laughs> Joey Matthews, Josh Hill, Tom Kelly, mentioned that. There's a lot of us. So, Josh, what year did you move on to Hazelcrest? Or was it East Hazelcrest? Oh, we're now in the, we're back? Yeah, yeah we're, we're, back. Back. we're back. We're back. Oh, it was Hazelcrest. Yeah, oh, that was 
04 or 05, 04 maybe. Yeah. And this is your second? Second, yeah. Second I, was in the, I was in CC Hills um, full-time. Country Club Hills, for those that don't yeah, know. CCH. Um, awesome. Beautiful. Awesome job. Club. Great guys. Uh, but I wanted to go. I want to go next town over Hazelcrest. So I, what, you what, know, you what, what you can what get. Drew, what drew you over there? What drew you to leave one place to go to the other? Was it like more action or? Yeah, that was kind of my perception at yeah. the time, even though it probably is not, you know. Cannot reality. Know, empirically yeah. verify that, but it was cool. They had like a newer truck, a newer truck, and all these like <laughs> things that appeal to a twenty-one year old. <laughs> you know, like you know, like what's their union contract? You know, like, usually it's like, yeah, usually it's how, it's how funded is their pension? How much do they make? This what like, could I possibly crash? I was like, oh man, that truck is cool. You know, that's that's stuff that appeals to the twenty-one. Wow, basket. look, they have pro bars. You know, like cool stuff that appeals to a, a new <laughs> a new pro beat. And, and, and you said, how much time did you spend out there? I was uh, in Hazelcrest about two and a half years. Two and a half years. Yeah. And did you guys do EMS out there? Did yeah. you have your yeah, own yeah, ambulances? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, no contract there. or anything like that? Right, yeah. Same in the hills. Yeah. yeah. Was, uh, busy? Were you guys busy? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what you, know, you guys would consider busy, but, um, you know, on the west side. But, uh, no, it, it was busy at the time. I don't know what, how many runs we did, but it was just one house. You know, all those towns down there in that whole division are all just like one house with like... Nope four or five, you know, badass firefighters that are just, you know, doing the best they can to run the ambulance and all the fire calls and everything else. How about the guys you work with? Any, uh, anybody, uh, you want to talk about guys that you work with? That, out, I, that, that, that you worked time? with out there? Yeah. Are you oh, trying to you, get to one guy specifically? Well, yeah. no, I'm I just, you know, I want to know. <laughs> I know it is Genesis. Uh, yeah. 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 They're a sponsor too. I, uh, <laughs> um, this part of Josh's conversation is sponsored by Genesis. Yeah. Rescue right. Tools. Right. Right. I won't see any of it. They have the- uh, <laughs> yeah, I worked with Kevin there. You know, Kevin Sears, obviously. Um, he was my Sell partner. Fingers. He was my partner. Yeah. You ever seen the size of the hands on that <laughs> guy, by the way? It's not fair. You guys ever notice? I'm so jealous. I, I didn't, but what I... He, so I met him for the first time at our live podcast. Did he shake your hand? Did his hands wrap it around? Ran, it like touched your bicep. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking weird. So, you know, like... I, if here, they're deceiving, because he, he's... he's He's a it's big guy, but he's not yeah. like the menacing yeah. oh my God. giant hand guy yeah, that that's, you would that's expect. What I, that's what I'm getting to. Like, I'm like the short little fat Irish kid, you know, and I'm like, hey, what's up, Kevin? And he's like tall. Yeah. He's strikingly handsome. Gorgeous. Yeah, he strikingly is. handsome. Strikingly I'll give him that. But the hands. The hands. Dude, I couldn't handle him. It's too big for me. <laughs> give him a high five at your own risk. <laughs> so for those of you out in podcast land, if you haven't gone to our YouTube channel yet, you uh, check out Kevin's hands. Check, check out Kevin's hands. But uh, he has custom gloves made. No lie, custom he gloves. He it. has to. Otherwise, they'd be too tiny for it's his for, big for, monster hands. Well, I guess. But yeah. when you're working the tools, twenty four. He doesn't. He, just, dude, he can, he work can pull tools. a door off with just his hands. <laughs> and then he does his tools. You gotta look at his spreader. Ninety six thousand pounds of spreading force. And he can pull it out with his he's hands. He's just fucking hammering away with his fucking. Thumb like a goddamn helicopter. He was a great guy to work with on the ambulance. A great guy to work with on fires for sure. You guys were partners. We were partners. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah we were partners and uh, just awesome guy to learn from. He always wanted to do something. You know, always wanted to train, figure something out. You know, just use those hands, get those hands on stuff, <laughs> get those hands on the tools, he knows the tools get those hands on the door prop. You know. So um, so as um, here in Hazelcrest. Yeah, he's a great. Okay, so yeah. how many how many departments had you worked for at this time? 
That well, that was that was my second full time. Okay, job. Se- second career job. Yeah, yeah. So I, you okay. know, I, I worked in Oak Forest. I was a POC there. And you're 21 you know, was, years old. Yeah, and you're seasoned. How the oh, fuck? Well, no, he was seasoned. Well, I don't want to brush by this because you worked in Oak Forest yeah. with a previous guest of ours, Kurt DeGroot. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no yeah. he wasn't there at the time. Oh, he was not. No, okay, he wasn't I'm there at the time. I was a POC there. Speaking. I was a POC there, and again, those senior guys there. I was just this 19, 20 year old. Idiot. Tim Moss loves you. And all those guys, they treated me so well. And they showed me stuff and everything. And I'm like, they should have just shooed me away in retrospect. <laughs> you know what I mean? So they're like, what? look at this idiot. Was there, I mean, and I know we've mentioned a lot of people, but like, were there were there guys that like, as you were entering the fire service that, that kind of like, you're like, man, like that, I like that guy. You're like, that's the guy, you know, or like any, uh, I don't know, I guess like. Uh, Who'd you look up to? Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. So many. Somebody, yeah. you just mentioned Tim. I mean, that was one of my, you know, mentors. You I, know? I was with Mike, him a couple days ago. You know, Mikey Kilberg, also known as Spanner Dad. And oh. I mean, that guy was <laughs> in Country Club Hills. I mean, I just had a number of guys. Yeah. There was this guy, uh, Jimmy Sharnhorse, used to teach me a lot of stuff. You guys ever meet this guy? Yeah, he's a posing guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love So Jimmy. there was a puppet. There was a puppet that looked kind of like him in Oak Forest. <laughs> and so I'm stupid. So I'm going to do a puppet show. I used to do an impression of this guy. <laughs> Not around him. Of Josh does so many fucking impressions. Yeah, Continue. I used to do it. Sorry. So I had this thing, because he used to have these one-liners, like, let's not turn a drill into a still, fellas, you know, <laughs> like that kind of stuff, you know, all we need now is the bearded lady, you know, and like all that stuff. Awesome guy, dude. He, when he'd be tr- tr- training with you, you know, he'd be like, can we, can we agree on that? You know, and he had the mustache, the whole thing, you know. You have to see you know? what Josh is doing right now. So he, they will. We got it on camera. So he okay. had the, he, there was a puppet that semi-resembled a stereotype fireman. With a mustache, the whole deal. Uh-huh. And they had the thing set up because they were doing pub ed that day. So I come in for POC drill at night. And they're full-time. These guys are full-time yeah. union department, 3039. Yeah. So I go in there and, uh, you know, all the all the other parts, you know, POCs are there. There's some career guys down there. I'm like, oh, I'm going to be funny and make a name. And, <laughs> you know, I don't think of any consequences because I'm 20 years old. Right. And so I, I get the puppet and I start doing my voice. You know, and the this and that, and I have this other guy, you know, and I'm doing a whole thing, and the room is dying, and I'm loving it, you know, I was thriving on this freaking attention. But I don't even think about the consequences that this guy's on duty and he's upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're laughing because he's behind me. Oh my God. So I can't see, I'm behind the blind. I'm doing the whole thing, all the lines, I'm so funny, everyone's laughing, and then it's silent. That is silent. And I'm like, what the, what the hell? That joke should kill right now. I, I got to ramp it up a little bit. You know, right. So I just keep going. So I keep going with my voice and the whole thing, the whole, you know, freaking Josh show. And I hear him. I hear his voice from across the room. And I'm like, uh-oh, you know, puppets down. I don't sound like that. My head, my head pops up over the thing. <laughs> So Hand my, in puppet. Yeah, my stupid ass <laughs> pops up over the thing, you know, and I, I see him. I see Jimmy across the room, and he's looking at me. He's like, That's supposed to mean me, kid, you know? <laughs> and I'm just like, ah. And everyone's like trying to see, you know, how this is going to go. And I'm just like, well, I, you know, I don't mean it out of disrespect. You know, I, I appreciate everything you do for me. I'm back, backpedaling <laughs> the only way that a 20 year old kid who's just been caught like that can, you know? And we're like, well, I don't say blah, blah, blah. And he goes, is it messing with my paycheck? And I'm like, well, what? And he's like, is it messing with my kids? I'm like, well, no. He's like, I'm all right with it. <laughs> <laughs> so years later, a few like 10, 15 years later, I've already he he he's retiring. 
And Tim Moss and the guys, they call me to go be Jimmy at his retirement party. <laughs> oh so I went God. up there. I got this <laughs> super right. tight shirt, you know, salty ass. He's a he's a U of I instructor, too. I got a salty U of I helmet, you know, mustache. And then uh, they go, hey, let's have Jimmy come up and say a few words. And he goes, he thinks it's him. But then I blast him through. <laughs> I, I blast him through the side and I do the whole thing. Hey, hey fellas, you know, blah, blah. you know, listen up. Let's take a knee here and let's talk about this. All we need now is the bearded lady, fellas. All right? Absolutely. <laughs> Circus. You know, I say I do the whole thing, you know, for him, and then they recorded. It was, like, you know, so I was like, "Holy shit, man! I can't believe I got out of that one." It's just a theme in my life of like getting away with stuff that I should not have, you know. So, like, a guy should have destroyed me right there. Twenty-year-old POC mocking him in front of the whole place, but he just took it cool. And then I got to do it as a retirement party, and we're, we're still very, we're very close, you know. We're very close. I love the guy, you know. I mean, that's funny that you guys know him. I know he knows a lot of the. The, the you know younger guys that go through posing and, and, and stuff in that division so yeah dude i can't believe i got uh, away with that Jim, one jimmy's an awesome guy and uh he even got us uh one of our guests i i, I called him up i'm like hey do you know somebody who can? he's like I'll, I'll get right back to you did and, he call uh, you kid uh he nobody's really called me kid and he might <laughs> I like quite. You, kid. <laughs> i'm gonna do it now <laughs> uh, that's man, no, that he's good but uh jimmy if you're listening uh we just met Josh tonight. I don't really know. Uh, <laughs> he said he was cool back in oh back in two thousand one. He said he was cool with it. So like that stands. That stands. And then uh, we talked about it. You left Hazelcrest to go to Naperville. But what happened in Hazelcrest? Was there anything that significant? That yeah, happened well, there was a thing that happened in Hazelcrest. There was. Yeah. There was. Like what? I missed a lot of IVs. Yeah. Did, yeah. yeah. Okay. And then yeah. you went to Naperville. Yep. You missed some IVs. Well, they didn't to tolerate the... that. Yeah, they made me get better. <laughs> uh, so, do you want to talk about it, or are we gonna see if we can get Kevin in here? Or no, we 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 have him. Do you know you're not going to get me back in here twice? Yeah, it took I, him, yeah, Vince yeah. has been hounding me for six months. So I'll, I'll, I'll make I sure. I wasn't he's even back sure. I didn't even know you were coming today. All right, so yeah, we'll, no shit, we'll reset. So you're in you're in Hazelcrest. You had a pretty notable uh, incident, a run, a fire uh, in Hazelcrest. Um, you want to talk about it or? Oh uh, yeah, I can I can get into that. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, I can do that. You know, it's 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 tough to talk. It's a tough thing to talk about, but it's it's again, you know, Joey's just you know talking about his stuff too. It's just you know part of kind of what makes you and and, and who the, you are. the human reason being we bring shit it, happens. Right. We like to joke. We like to jag each other around and, and be silly and stuff and talk about you know Disney World goofy and, and whatever. But the main point of this podcast is some kid. That's a POC, just like Josh was, or just like Steve was, is listening to this and is going to learn something from it. And it's important that we talk about these things and we share it amongst the brotherhood of the fire service so that that incident or they could pick something up from that incident that might save their life. And so that's why we bring these things up. And that's why that's important. And if you're and if you're willing to talk about it, then somebody else might be able to willing is willing to talk about something yeah. else. Yeah. No, no, it's it's fine. I mean, it was you know, it was actually 17 years ago, just the other day. So, you know, yeah, I'm a salty old timer now. You know, um, I got some toj. <laughs> um, Crazy. It goes fast, man. It does. I mean, I'm coming up on. I'm coming up on 20 and yeah. I mean, it's yeah. It was 17 of January 16th of uh, 05. So. Um, yeah, it was just a Sunday morning and 
we got called out to a fire in, in the next town over and um it was a ranch house with a breezeway and a garage what, what, ta- what town was it markham markham yeah and those guys you, are rolling with like two guys were you guys three en- guys engine truck we were winning with a truck you guys yeah. so, with a truck. so we would go to markham and harvey with a truck and how many guys are in your truck there were four that day four but okay. that's everybody there so the whole everybody jumps to the truck and heads over to the next town yeah okay are you first or second truck we're the only truck. Only truck. Yeah, there's just the Markham engine with, I think, two guys on it and our truck, and that's it. So, yeah, a second Markham. I mean, it was another Markham. And then a, a private ambulance with, with two strict, strictly medics. So there's seven guys there, and that's the still arm. That's it. That's everybody. And we just happened to have four that day. So that's just, um, you know, that's just the, that's how things things went. And and those guys would, would do that before we went on auto way with them. That was a new addition. They would just do it with three guys. You know, and um, those guys, you know, Harvey guys, like a whole area. Those guys are just fighting fires like, like that, like, like literally one guy in the line, one guy trying to search, you know, ghost pumping the whole deal. Like those guys are just really solid, you know, in their own abilities, you know, because it's necessity. There's nobody else coming. So um, it, it come in as a still. Yeah. Yeah. It came in as a still came in good. You know, um, like I said, it's a ranch home, um, breezeway garage. Uh, we get there to smoke pretty going pretty good um about halfway down the breezeway door which was like kind of their main entrance um the main door was open to the front door you could see there was a tv on in there the door was wide open um so anyway you know smoke down on the floor it's, it's chugging out of kind of the eaves and everywhere just really a good push on it um coming out from around the overhead door too so we knew that it was at least somewhat involved in there it seemed to be more towards the house side um kind of in between so could you mark this this house down as a particular like style of house or yeah it was just a, like a 50s ranch okay. kind of deal it was on a slab sure you know it was it was a nothing you know maybe not, like a four a it was like i'm a four 12 pitch gable roof nothing nothing fancy probably those like site built trust kind of things you know they used to do um before they like factory built them and everything anyway and then it had a two-car attached garage and uh just to, to the right side of it. So corner house. Anyway, um, Markham's already in there with a the line. You know, they're trying to get get at what they can. And uh, there's a service door to the garage in that side. Um, Do you guys see fire at all? No, or is it no, just we had a really good push. Okay. Yeah, really good push. Um, a smoke with no, no fire visible from the outside. As, as it turned out, the seat of it was in the garage along that common wall to the house. So um, two guys go to the roof. Kevin and Johnny go to the roof. Uh, myself and another guy, Jim, start cutting the overhead door. We realize it's probably, you know, emanating from there. So we start cutting that door. And it's a pretty heavy, thick door. The guy kind of had fortified this place. He was, like, into mechanical stuff and was afraid of, you know, it's kind of like a high crime area, to be honest. So we started um, doing that. And in literally seconds in, I heard, like, a little bit of yelling off the left side of the K-12s running. I can't really hear. And I hear again, I look up to my left and... Johnny's leaning over the edge of the roof and he's grabbing the, the ladder that they went up on. And he's like, and I see him and he looks right in my eyes. He's like, Kevin fell to the roof. Kevin fell to the roof. He's screaming it. I'm like, holy shit. You know, like now it's like, what? Oh my God. It's yeah, real life. Serious. You know, now it's real life, you know? Um, so he pulls that ground ladder up and I'm just like seeing how this K-12 is kind of bog and it's taken a while to cut this door. I could see where the, where he'd gone through because now it's venting really thick smoke. You know, no fire was coming out, but it's venting really had a good push to it. So I'm like, well, that's, you know, probably about this area here. It's probably, probably went down in the, 
you know, I'm trying to, you know, figure out where it could be. So I'm like, well, this standing here waiting for the door is not probably the fastest way, you know? And, uh, so I go around the side, I'm like, there's gotta be a service door. But I knew the guys were trying to bang on what was the service door through the breezeway and through the house side. I could hear him still banging on it. Um, but I'm like, well, there's gotta be another way. So I went around to the, what was, I guess the D side and the DC corner had some windows and they were maybe about a foot and a half off the ground up until, you know, ceiling height. And it was like some type of grow like sunroom where they were growing plants at one time, but it was built into the footprint of the other garage. So it didn't stick out. There's about four windows about that height. So patio door height and they're smoke stains. So they're, they're pretty thick with smoke. You couldn't see in it, but I'm like, well, obviously there's no door. Those go in there. Right. So I took one out and the smoke starts, you know, chugging out of there. But then I, I hopped in there and I knocked over all these plants and I'm like, well, they got to get in here. The plants were all dead and shit. So I'm like, well, nobody's been in here a long time, but I'm like, well, there's got to be a way into the garage from here somewhere because they don't get it from the outside. So I started. And, and you're, you're talking about this very calmly, but what are your feelings really going on? Like, Yeah, that's, that's something I was just relaying to the guys the other day and like kind of the anniversary of it, the guys at my table. And I was like, guys, I, what I can't relate to you and Joey, you recently got a taste of this Yeah, was just like, taste. was just like, holy shit, this is real and holy shit these conditions are bad and holy shit he's in there and holy sh- you know what i mean it's just like you know like the worst fucking feeling in the world you're, you're not yeah. panicking but you're panicking you are and you're, you're going after a brother right and you're but you're telling yourself the whole time like you like there's a part in your brain that's like oh my god somebody's got to get in there somebody's got to get them yeah but then you realize the whole time you're like there's nobody else there is nobody else it's just you and your guys that are here even if you box this, you're still seven, eight minutes out because mm-hmm. every town has one firehouse and they're, you know, they're already out in ammo or whatever else. So, you know, the next company in is coming from freaking 167th and Pulaski. You and know? that might be two guys too. Yeah, yeah or yeah. Cicero or whatever. They're, they're yeah. far away, you know. So Somebody's got to do this. Yeah. And it's me. I'm Might that somebody. Yeah, but it's not even like the bravado style of that phrase. Right. You know, but it's just like, holy shit, it's me, I guess. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, right. <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm, sure Joey, I'm sure Joey could touch on that with his military service, too. You right. know, uh, yeah. I was, but that's that's the craziness of it. And I was telling the guys, the mental part of that, where you're just like, oh my God, there's, this is going terribly wrong. Something is, and there's a time component to it, and there's nobody else. And like, you know what I mean? And you're just like, oh my God, it is me. You know what I mean? It's like, I'll, it's not like, I'll do it. You know what I mean? It's like, shit. It's, it's like you look around your <laughs> shoulder me. and you're like, I'll do it. Like, yeah, well, I, was, I look around to it myself yeah. and, you know, the, you know, the snow. Um, so I just, so I hopped in there, and it was only maybe a, two feet across this little area that they had cleared out. And I start hitting the wall and I realize it's like siding, like, cause I, I, in the trades, I knew it was, it was plywood siding. So I'm like, okay, this is probably next year, you know, and I'm like moving over and over. And I'm like, okay, here, I felt a piece of plywood. I'm like, okay, that's the doorway at one point. So I, I just had a New York hook with me and I hit it a couple of times. It moved a little bit. I gave, put a shoulder in it and moved a little more. So I had maybe, you know, eight, 10 inch opening. And I'm just like, all right, well, this is feasible. So I hop back out ran around the front because I was like, well, what am I going to do by myself? You know what I mean? Like, obviously I can't do this, go in there by myself. So I was like figuring out, hey, maybe they found a better way, first of all, than my shit sunroom that I just found. And second of all, if we are going to use the dumb route that I just found, I'm going to need help. So Johnny's still out front. He had, what he had done was he actually took 
the ladder that they went up, it was a straight ladder, like a 16, and he stuffed it through the hole. So he thought if Kevin could self-rescue, he would, right? Because he's, you know. He's so Kevin. Yeah, with his hands, he would just yeah. fan the <laughs> smoke out of the way. And <laughs> so <laughs> anyways, so I, so he's up there and then a private, the private ambulance threw another ladder to get him down. So now he's on a ground level by the time I got out front. Because these private ambulance guys are probably like POCs like somewhere. Yeah, I heard yeah, like a lot of maybe. times he's like, what are they from yeah. dailies or they were dailies or buds, yeah. whatever it was. And these at guys that time. would show up and be like, yeah, I'll make the hydrant. I work at blah, blah, blah. Yeah, blah, they, would help, oh, they okay. would help out, you know, cool. and, and nobody was really going to object. And it wasn't like, a, hey, don't do because they're just necessity. Right. Yeah. You know, give me bodies. So, and the guys just had the best in, of intentions, you know. So I did, and they're still cutting the door. And uh, I said, hey, Johnny, I got to wait, you know, if you want to try it, you know, and he's like, let's go, you know. So we went back around. I showed him. We went back over the little, you know, through, through the, the window. window. Yeah. And uh, hit the plywood a couple more times, not moving any further. And uh, we had to shift our packs and kind of swim move in there. So something that we were semi-proficient with. But then right when I hopped in there, in the conditions, you couldn't see nothing. And I had shifted my pack to get in. Then it really hit me again where I was just like, well, you're not getting out of here easily. Like you've tried to get in. Like that's normally a tactic that you use to try to get out of somewhere. You know, so I'm like, well, you've really screwed yourself now. And, and again, it's just that feeling of, oh my God. And then you realize how hot it is and you can't see anything. And you know that your friend that you were eating breakfast with 20 minutes ago is in there and it's up to you and the guy you're with. And it's just, that is that panic that, that is trying to, to get you. And it's like, and you're literally just the whole time. You're not just like, Hey, here we go. Charge through the place. You're just like, Oh shit. You know what I mean? The whole time. I just remember like being on the verge of like, can I even function anymore? Yeah, either all of us are getting out of this or none of us are getting right, out of this. Right, right, but it wasn't like, we won't leave a guy behind. It wasn't like that kind of stuff. It right. was just like, oh, my God, we're in this now, and right. we're all going down or we're getting him. So, I, you know, when people, and you get a medal for it and all that stuff, and people think, oh, it's, you know, you did something amazing. It's like, well, dude, I was terrified, and it wasn't like, oh, my God, here we go. We're going to get him, blah, blah, blah. It wasn't all gung-ho type of stuff. Did you, know? you after you, sh- you shifted your pack, did you throw it on the right way? Yeah, back yeah, up. shifted it, just cinched back down. You know, I didn't okay. spend a lot of time with it. Like, we're in the, in the you know, tra- trailer, trailer behind the fire hydrant, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, so I just, you know, just one strap, one strap, back up. And then we get in there, and the guy got engines, transmission, all kinds of stuff everywhere, right? And it's like a, it's a two-and-a-half car wide, but it's 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 deeper than a usual garage. He's got, and he's got three cars, six cars in here. I believe it was six, because they're front, front to back, right? Bumper to bumper, basically. But... You come in, you're kind of moving stuff around, trying to make your way through all this, basically, with quarter conditions of tools and stuff. And uh, I remember, like, hitting, like, a trans. I'm, I'm a car guy, too. So I hit, like, a trans. I'm like, oh, that's a Chevy trans. You know, Chevy <laughs> TH350. Like, you know, and it was a welcome distraction for a half second. What are you doing? Well, I'm tripping over this, you know, train. So, and I move, you know, but then we're just starting to move. We are just, like, not even, like, following search patterns. where We just knew the general direction. We needed to head across this which would be did you see the, the hole in the the roof where he fell through from inside yeah oh you couldn't see anything okay no you couldn't see anything you, um, you have no point of reference to where Kevin other than through. our my internal compass which has failed me many times <laughs> um and the orientation the orientation of the cars okay. so they were facing they were backed in and you could tell when you felt you know the hood of the car or whatever and so you knew they were backed in so you knew what way you were heading and then you knew there was probably gonna be another row of them so we get over to one or between the bumpers maybe, and then the next one, and I remember it was like a 68 to 72 Chevy Nova. 
very distinctive front fender. Are you are you calling out for Kevin? <laughs> are you calling out for him? Like, yeah. Hey, Kev, where the hell yeah. are you? Is yeah. his pass gone off yet? No, no, no. He he didn't have a uh, air bottle on. Okay. So he had it on his on his back. What the? F- he had it right. on his back, but he didn't have the. You know, yes, obviously it has to be on. Right. So I remember it's a Nova. I remember that, right? Because it's I'm like, oh no, you know, it's like another thing. I'm like, yeah, yeah, because it's taking two thirds of the garage up. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> well, that was the compact car in its day. Uh, so, yeah. um, which is still 4,000 pounds. But, um, so anyway, I'm like, so I'm like, well, we got to be, keep heading this way. We're about the middle of the garage and we got to go to the next row. So I'm like, okay. I'm like, Hey, well, you know, head through here. So we got to basically dive over the hood of this car, like the Dukes or whatever. And, um, we get to the other side. So we got it, but now we're up higher and now we're more towards the seat of the fire. So now it's stinging and, and closer to the, to the collapsing garage roof. Yeah, well, now it's stinging, you know, in the ears. It's stinging. I had hood, everything on. This is whatever debate guys have. But at that time, it wouldn't go any further, you know. But, oh, you know, you still else. get to sting. Even with the hood on, you still get to sting around the mask, you know. And you can still feel on the ears, you know, when it gets that that hot, you know. And now, now I can see the fire. Now we're close enough to see it and uh, hear it and everything. And so we kind of dove off that because now it's starting to sting. And we get to the other side, and both of us do. And I'm like, well, I'm going to go over to the right. And Johnny's like, I'm going to go over to the left. And we just split for a second. It wasn't, you know, because it's not that big of an area, you know. I could probably give the exact dimensions of a 72 Nova if you want to hear it. It's not interesting for your story. But uh, so anyway, we're just going to split real quick. Cover ground. We know we're in the general area. There's two rows of cars. It's two two door wide garage. We're we're in the middle. So I'm going to go right. And I look up and he's got the, now the fire's probably, 15, 20 feet away. It's at the rear of the next car and all along the workbench area. And it's going up the middle wall. And so I'm, I look up, I'm looking at the ground, obviously, cause he's going to be on the ground. I think I look up the workbench is on fire, all this tools and all this stuff, junk everywhere. It's on fire. And I see a, a set of uh, oxyacetylene torches with fire impinging on them. And the rubber hose between them is literally dripping with fire. And so at that moment, that was another one. That was the second of the major moments where I'm just like, okay, well, you know, I was like, I almost resigned myself to the fact of like, hey, if, if this thing goes, I won't even know it, right? So if this thing goes, I won't even know it, and that'll be that. And so then it was almost like I had resigned to it, to where I was just like, well, that's it, because look how bad this is, and there's no way we're going to get us and carry a guy over the hood and around this and around the transmission and back out the eight yeah, through Yeah, through the exit that I don't know where it is. Right. And at the same time, do I want to evacuate inside my own ass? And it was just like, but it wasn't like a heroic type decision at that moment even. It was just like you're in it and there's a torch here and it could go. And right. you're just like, well, is what it is at this point. And, and these are instantaneous thoughts and decisions. Oh, the whole, yeah, the whole and, thing. From and, we're, the, and we're taking all kinds of time to talk about it because we want every detail. But this is all happening in how... Minutes? Yeah, it was like two and a half minutes or something from the time. Orland Dispatch had the the Mayday and stuff from like the Mayday call to like. Do you know it was like two and a half who, minutes? Who or called something. the Mayday? His partner on the roof? No, the uh, the incident commander who's also the engineer. Okay, gotcha. So yeah, multifunction. Yeah, they're like I said, those guys are awesome. I mean, they're like they're really solid. They can handle. They're not like like they're they're so short staffed, but they're almost just like we can. We can handle it. I mean, they don't want it, but they can just handle it because it's just how they've well, operated yeah, for is, so long. This is Tuesday. And they've gotten know. very, <laughs> those guys get, have gotten very good at functioning with nothing. And they're very good at it. Um, they're very, very good at it. So 
right when I, I realized that, and I'm having my existential crisis over there, um, I get uh, I hear Johnny yelling, and I look, and I so I go back over by him, and what he had found was the base of the ladder. So his light kind of hit the base of the ladder. You know, it's still it's quite dark, but his light hits the base of the ladder, so he knows we're in the general area. Yeah, I was I was gonna say that's a close second. It's a is, good is knowing that at least you got a way out of there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's that with the ladder? Yeah. Oh, yeah. we knew we weren't gonna. Climb that out. It was oh, me no. climbing out through the chimney. Yeah, oh, I mean, it was okay. a straight-up chimney. Okay. Right when I saw that hole, I mean, we knew it. I think someone has the ladder. I think I, think I might have a section of the ladder. Because it's like, I mean, it's like, they couldn't put it back in service. Right. So I was just ladder. like, that is a, yeah, no, there was no way. Um, plus, logistically, I don't even know how I freaking manage that one. <laughs> the With those hands and everything. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you had to put the hands sideways. pound hands. <laughs> so you. So, How'd you end up finding Kevin? Well, that was when uh, Johnny's like, hey, I've, you know, I found the base of the ladder. You know, I heard him over and he's like, you know, so he found a ladder. Like, oh, he's got to be right here. It's a bit of a marker because he went through the hole where the ladder right, is. Right, right, right. And I don't, that, I don't know if that was his original intention. I don't think it was. And we've talked about it. I think it was more of like, hey, if, if he can get out, he will. But um, as it turned out, I mean, what a brilliant move it was. And... Um, yeah, so he's, a, so he's like, hey, you got to run. And then he's like, I got him, I got him, I got him. So, you know, so he found him. So he's right there, like just a few feet from it, like underneath the car, like half underneath the car, bottle underneath the car, humongous hands on his face. <laughs> which, <laughs> so, I mean, so big. I know, you I know. Well, I got to lighten it somehow because it's, I, I got to lighten it somehow. It was, um, it was like he had a parachute over his body with these fucking yeah. mitts. I told you, his, his hands got burned very bad. He didn't have his gloves on at the time. And uh, I think, I don't know if he was like work, manipulating something and had his gloves off, but his gloves were off and he had him, he was protecting his face with them. And um, so anyway, yeah, they, his hands got burned real bad, his neck and everything else. Um, his hair, you know, had like tar from the roof in it and everything else. His helmet came. Anyway, his hands were burned pretty bad, like full, full thickness burns, as we call them now. You may remember them as third degree burns, but those of us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> And the progressive. But anyway, I said, it, got it. Right. so just the oh, back of his hands good. getting full thickness burns meant that he had burns over 60% of his body. <laughs> listen, just because his hands are so big. Josh, just because you guys signed a new contract and now you suddenly have a uh, interest in EMS. Yeah. Over, yeah. over where you're at now. I'm terrible at yeah, it. Yeah, we don't. Uh, come on. But 60% of his body. Right? I saw it. Just in the hands. Did you? Funny. I did. <laughs> So funny though, it still hit me. Right? <laughs> uh, I'm glad it still hit because I've used the joke before. Have you? Uh, yeah, 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 don't yeah. stop. Yeah. Forever, don't stop. Forever. Yeah. Um, oh god, I love it. Um, Kevin, we're sorry. He had a chance to be here. Um, <laughs> it's your fault for having big hands. So we, we, you know, so and you then guys s- both meet at him. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So you know, so he, and then stood all over his face and everything. And um, Johnny went for his mask, couldn't get it to work immediately, and I, and we didn't mess with it long. Because we're just like, and that's one of those things where I think back, like, hey, should we have got him out of here right away or done this or done that? But it's like, we're just like, oh, my God, we found him and he needs to get out. You know, that was like one of those like, like split second things. Should we delay a second? You know, you know, they did, you know, Johnny did try it, you know, and I'm just going now I'm going to go to the high spot on his straps. Right. So I've zipped around him while, you know, Johnny's kind of assessing him. And uh, I, I zip around him to the back, and I start cinching the straps down and doing this and that and trying to see what's going on. And, of course, he's, he's unconscious and everything. And um, I said, well, I said, let's – we could hear him cutting still behind me. And now he's about 25, you know, 20 feet away behind me. So he's me. unconscious at this point? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. So 
with burns over 60% of his body, right. just the hands. Right. <laughs> so, it's a rule of nines, I believe they call it. The rule of nines. <laughs> it's normally 1% if you look at the chart. Oh, yeah, but not him. Yeah. No, okay. yeah. 30 each. So, <laughs> so anyways. Uh, Put a picture of his hands with his podcast, it, please. It, it, it wasn't a conscious decision, but it was kind of like, hey, we're not going back the way we came in. It's just not going to work. Um, so we're just like, well, let's go towards the saw. By this point, it was like a kind of like a judgment call. Like, hey, man, they'll probably have that door open by now. And because they were working in the, in the guy, he's good with this, the tool and everything else. You know, it's not like he was inept. I mean, he was good with the tool. He was doing it just right. It just takes, sometimes it takes a while. And what, usually what you're just trying to What was the difference in, in distance be, from the, where you came from to the door that you're headed to right now? Oh, from where we found him to where, to the overhead door? Yeah. Uh, I'd say it's, one and a half car lengths. It's a, it's a better option if they can get that door open. For oh, sure, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, so I'm going to get, you know, so I get up there and get straps, you know, and now, now I'm falling back into muscle memory. So of training, basically. So I got to get, get the straps and I'm going to start moving. And then it's like, ready, ready, go. You know, and we're actually doing this. The ready, ready, go. And um, so we do it. And then I take one step back and I'm used to, you know, bay floor or whatever else you train. Well, I, I fall right <laughs> on my ass. I fall backwards. Because there's shit there. There's stuff that had fallen. There was a cabinet that was, it turned out, was smashed on top. When he fell, he fell on top of that cabinet. I guess breaking his vertebrae, three of them or whatever. And then fell to the ground. So that thing fell over. So then now we got to carry him over that thing. It's just like a metal cabinet. Yeah. You know, yeah. full height type cabinet. Mm-hmm. So we got to lift him over that. So I just didn't even think. I was like, oh, we're going to slide. You know, Every rit drill you do, you find the victim, and now you just get to slide them out. Right. You, right? you don't have to look behind you. you right, right. Just, just <laughs> go full send backwards. So I'm like, oh, crap. You know, oh, this is different. You know, so uh, I fall down. So I'm like, okay, you know, then, you know, ready, ready, go up, ready, ready, go over, and just keep going. And then some more crap we had to navigate around. But it's not a long distance. But it sure, you know, seems long. Right. But And then, so I get to the How, right how much do you think Kevin weighed at that point? 190. 190? Yeah. Plus I knew it because we heard of that Loyola. Oh, okay. Plus yeah. his gear. Plus yeah. his gear. Or no, we weighed in the shift before, like uh, working out or something. Okay. You know? So he's 190 yeah. pounds plus, plus, plus his Maybe gear. Maybe less because he lost some skin on the hands. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he's like 120. That, that yeah. hand skin. Yeah. That hand skin's about five pounds each. Right? Yeah, right? <laughs> so we get so then the, my next thing I, I bump into in reverse is the overhead door. I hear him cutting. So the next thing I bump into is the overhead door. And I'm like, oh, shit. It's not open yet. But... I guess to the bottom, I start feeling at it, and then I see like a panel on the bottom panel. So, so you so then at I the see, door, so you know at least you're getting close to home-ish. Yeah, right? so now we know, I know I'm at the door. Yeah. But then right then I see like the panel, the bottom panel start to come out, and I see daylight, see and I see daylight. all the smoke kind of yeah. going out, and uh, I can yeah. see daylight, and then I just reached my hand out and kind of waved it, and then I saw like a couple hands, like four hands just kind of reach in. And then we just got to the side. Normal just, people hands. And it's just pushed people. them out. Yeah, right. yeah. Normal, four normal size hands were seen t- comparatively tiny. Could you imagine they were Kevin size yeah. hands? Oh, man. Oh, so, yeah, then we kind of pushed them out, and then we crawled out the same the same opening. You just you know? pushed them through that, that, wow. Yeah, the bottom panel and get them out in the driveway. All right, so you get out on the driveway. What are your feelings? Well, it's, it's still like that. Oh, my God. Like, And then it was like all over again because now you're out in daylight. You know what I mean? Now you're just like, oh, my God, what just happened? You know, we were just in danger. Oh, my God, is he all right? You know, and you're just like, holy just shit. Saying, you, you probably have no idea what condition he's Right, in. right. I mean, he's he's unconscious, you know, at the time. And so then the the stretcher was there. The, the medics had a stretcher there. They knew what was going on, you know, so they just tossed him on it. And then he kind of started turning around. And um, we're just like, oh, my God, that's good. 
you know, but you could see in his, his face, you know, the soot and everything else, and you knew he had taken a lot of smoke. Did uh, one of you guys go with in the ambo, or did they just take off? We both hopped in. Oh, okay. Yeah, we both hopped in um, initially to start working on me, me and Johnny both, and I'm like starting to, you know, come in with trauma shears and everything else. I'm like, I have no business. I have no business doing that when I'm having normal mind, you know, in the back of the ambulance, let alone after this. So, but I, so we start. That's you know, what they call to, training taking over. Yeah, right. That's what they call it. So we just started treat, you know, treating them. And um, and then uh, Johnny went with to the hospital. He went south sub, and then they flew him over to Loyola and everything. And uh, Fuck. and I had to go back to the fire. It's still fire. <laughs> There's still a house There's still fire. a house in fire. <laughs> yeah. So by then they boxed it, um, and the box companies are starting to show up. And uh, I think Orland boxed it. They're a fantastic dispatch center. They, they boxed it, in, you know, automatically. And yeah, probably like right off the mayday, right? They yeah, they did. Them. They did all their stuff. You know, they trained for that and everything. Um, yeah, and so then the box companies start getting there, you know, CC Hills. And and uh, actually, they had a coupling come up, a five-inch coupling when they were laying out supply line, and it hit this guy in the head. And it really damaged him badly. And I, I don't know, it was like a fracture. A civilian? Or or no, a, no. Like just, a fireman? Yeah, a fireman. Yeah. So this is all going on names. during the same incident. Yeah, it was. Yeah, same. So now he, now they need another ambulance for him. So, and then, now, you know, now in Oak Forest, gets, you know who comes on the Oak Forest rig, though? Jimmy Sharnhorse. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so he actually, he kind of like, because now the fire's knocked down. You know, the marketing guys are just working the whole time. You know, they're, they were helping with, they were knocking the, down by the time we got kind of got to them and stuff they 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 got the door open and they started knocking this thing down so you know they're doing a, a great job those guys and um yeah i mean they were like, oh my god so then we had to put this fire up and now the door's down now it's just smoldering we're overhauling and i'm just kind of like stunned and jimmy's like hey why don't you go sit down kid you know this and that and it was comforting to see him the guy that had had spared me once um was there to you know help me out but um Actually, he had a great line out of it, too. Once Kevin came back to work, you know, months and months later, he goes, hey, you know, you really scared us out there, kid. Thought we, I almost thought we were going to have to name a library after you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that makes me sad. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it was great. It was great. Does, but, does Kevin remember any of this? Or? He said he remembers just like kind of going through, like, one breath, and he was out. Oh, so. remember, oh yeah, he, said, after going he was like some type of medical anomaly where they said his CO level was well beyond what they considered lethal. So, wow, yeah, so yeah. Well, that was kind of like uh, Mike Manchester when he went down. He he didn't remember anything from three days before. Really, he went down. Yeah, he was on the pot, and he was even uh, his the guys from his firehouse were calling him Ten Second Tom, whatever, because his he had this short-term memory loss for like a couple months. Can you believe the busting of the balls? Nothing is off limits. No. no. <laughs> right? 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 I would fucking have so much fun. No. Can you believe these guys? I'm just kidding. It Except for like uh, plane crashes in North Riverside. <laughs> that that drew the line over there, uh, Chris told us. so. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So, well, Joey. Hey, what's up, Doug? You got fired from Disney. I got. Oh, okay. It's you're, been 47 you're doing, you're minutes. Doing, but let's go back. So you're doing uh, security at the Tweeter Center. Now you're not. Now you're uh, getting called over to boot camp Man. for Marine Corps. Fuck. How was yeah. boot? How was boot camp? Where'd you go? I don't know, dude. Now I can't get Kevin Sears fucking monster hands out of my head. Well, <laughs> That's well, ridiculous. Kevin's Kevin's <laughs> hands are gonna wait. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I'm I'm doing security at uh, Tweeter Center, and uh, you know, I, it, it, it's it's a blast, man. I'm meeting all these famous people, and you know, there's like a lot of disgusting things that happen at Jimmy Buffett concerts. Um, yeah, but that's, yeah, that, yeah, you can imagine whatever imagine whatever grosses gross. you imagine is ten times worse than that. I gotta. I'm yeah, sure. um, I kind of want to go back to Josh. Uh, Fuck. No, and so. <sighs> Life, right? So I, uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I, I'm done with the Twitter Center after some months. I, I go to boot camp. It's where's that? San Diego, the Ooh. real Marines. Oh, Hollywood Marines. <laughs> we hike mountains. We don't deal with sand fleas. Go for it. What you got? No, all right. So, uh, no, and, and boot camp is boot camp. Fuck everyone who's been through a Marine boot camp. You know what it is, and um, it's awesome. It's it, honestly, it is awesome. It's a, it's a totally life changing experience for me. I I realize just how competitive I am. How uh, oh yeah, like going through boot camp, or are you just saying? Yeah, yeah. no, no. In general, it, like I uh, I was a squad leader. I became a scribe. Um, I did really well on my ASVAB, which is so I was in the bottom like six people in my graduating class, but I also scored a 94 on the ASVAB, and it's, you know, it's out of 100. Yeah, yeah. So I did well. I did well. You know, I Did you get placed with, I know Marine Corps' primary is always always infantry, right? No, so, I mean, the the Marine Corps, when you take the ASVAB, that's that's when they're trying to figure out where you want to go, and they they pushed me to go into um, Intel. Intel, yeah, which uh, which would have been cool, but at the same time, nine eleven just happened, and I was just like, you know, I just this is gonna this is gonna be. Uh, I, I want to fight. I wanted to kill everyone I could, yeah. so I I was artillery. That's king of battle. Ninety percent of casualties come from uh, artillery, so that's the the route I went. Um, I didn't deploy to actual Iraq until two thousand six. Um, and I didn't even deploy as an artillery guy. I deployed as an MP. So uh, mm. what we were doing, we were doing detentions. We were rolling up detainees. It was uh, it was it was a weird deployment because it was something that I was totally not used to. And it was uh, there was just a lot of stuff that happened. Where, uh, where were you up until that point? So I I, I a lot of time at Twenty Nine Palms. I enlisted uh, in the reserves. I wasn't a huge fan. I did a lot of augment time to active duty. So Twenty Nine Palms was like. Where, that's where artillery goes. Yeah, that's where artillery goes because it's it's, it's just a huge impact area. Um, we deployed as our, as uh, MPs because uh, artillery was considered you know too much collateral damage, too much. Uh, it, it, up until that point, it was like ninety percent of casualties came from artillery. Was, you, you know, you're throwing bombs on people. Yeah. Um, all my best friends were uh, from the Marines. You know, it's uh, it's a totally different world. You know. Um, I loved it. It's, uh, it, it was a life changer for me because I, uh, I just, fuck man. I, I don't know what to say, man. I fucking like, like those guys are like the best friends I still have today. Yeah. You know, it's, and you go to war with people and, you know, things happen and it's just, uh, you, you come back from that and that's, that's who you want to be around. Like, I, it's not like these high school friendships where, you know, you, we party together. It's like these, these guys right. are fucking, they would have died for me if they had the chance, right. you know, and, right. and, and that's what I had. Come were, back from was, the Marine. Were any of these buddies uh, local around here or were they just all over? Yeah. Well, well, shit, a lot are all over. But I have a lot of local buddies. Oh, a lot, yeah. a lot of them are local. Came, came from the same. Yeah, for area, sure, for sure, for awesome. sure. 
uh, come back from Iraq, and uh, I, I had, uh, I'm not going to get into it just because it's like my own personal shit, but uh, I, I, I come home, I go back to school, and I'm super competitive. Uh, I, I just want to beat all these. Wait, what year did you come back? I, went, I deployed the beginning of 06. We came back at the end of 06. 06. I actually came back from uh, deployment on my on my grandpa's birthday. Who's he's always been my hero. It's my mom's dad. He's like the the, the fucking hero of my life. He's the best dude I've ever met in my life. Uh, and where are you in 2006? Where are you at, Josh? I was I was, in Hazel, I was still working at Hazelcrest. Still working yeah. at Hazelcrest. And mm-hmm. are we beyond then the incident with Kevin? Yeah, pass it. And what year were you presented with uh, an an award from the state fire marshal? That was in May of '06. '06. So May of '06. Yeah. And and it was for that for that incident. What what uh what were you uh, presented with? The fire the Illinois Firefighting Medal of Honor. The Illinois, and that's like pretty. Pre- that's, that's very prestigious. Goes, yeah. yeah, that's as high as it gets. Yeah. Right. Got it from Blagojevich, who ended up. <laughs> as yeah. high as it gets, and yeah. still as high as it gets, uh, even with Rod. Who, uh, who wrote you up for that? Do you know? I I don't know. I don't know. I honestly don't know. Yeah. So you're getting awards. You're coming out of the military. Uh, after that, you're you're super competitive in school. Uh, what, uh, dude? Yeah, no, for sure. I'm political science pre-law. I assume I'm gonna be a lawyer. Obviously, we're going into uh, what turns out to be a huge fucking recession, and I'm looking at, at, at law school placement rates, and I'm looking at, like, Northwestern. I want to look at the best law schools because, honestly, I got, like, a great GPA in college, and I'm, I, I want to go to the best of the best for schools. Yeah. And then I'm looking at the debt that comes along with them. Like, fuck that. So uh, I don't end up going to law school. I end up taking a bunch of odd jobs. I'm working, like, five jobs. Uh it, I'm I'm literally tearing apart fucking Boeing 737s. I'm tearing apart airplanes. I'm bartending. I'm working in IT. Like it, it's it's just wow. the weirdest Why combination not? of jobs. Yeah. And uh, my buddy Joe Belgio from the Marines, he calls me. It's like, dude, hey, you're 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 killing yourself. Why don't you start looking at this, this civil service stuff? And in my mind, I'm like, if I'm going anywhere, I'm going to be a cop. I talked to my mom. Obviously, she's not a big fucking fan because right. of my history. So uh, I test for Cicero. I uh, I do well. I do well on the on the written. I do well on the oral. I do well on the physical. And, and you know nothing about firefighting. Nothing about. I've never in my life, if I consider, I've never in my life considered being a firefighter. It's never crossed my mind. It's not in my family. Nothing. There, I'm the first and currently the last firefighter in my family. I got hired off of the the list. I was uh, I ended up being number two. Um, you get did you get hired with like a bunch of other Marines? I got hired with three other Marines. <laughs> that, that, that is God. Brian Kulaga. Who you, I, I don't know. You guys know Brian Kulaga? Uh, <laughs> we heard the name. Nah, yeah, maybe a little heard bit. We mentioned per, him he, before. He's my hero. You know, if if Kermit the Frog is your hero, that's like my hero too. He's really so. All uh, Brian heroes. Kulaga, I got hired with his brother Mark, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> um, I got hired with his brother Mark uh, and, and and three other uh, well, fuck two other Marines, Shaw Pittman, who is uh, still there, and uh, Mark. I'm sorry, uh, Reno Mariotti, who is now a Schaumburg firefighter. He lasted in Cicero. Like six months, and he was—he's a guy I love him to death, and I just saw him a couple of days ago, and he's 
fucking awesome. He wanted to ride the box. He wanted to be on the ambulance, dude. And uh, he got that in Schaumburg. He definitely got it in Schaumburg. He's supposed to be the lieutenant over there, but he got it in Schaumburg. Uh, he left. Uh, we got hired in July. He left in December of 2012. It's, uh, but yeah, great dude. That's that's what your you guys said was 12? July? That's when I got 12? hired, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so again, like not knowing anything about the fire service, you go through this process, you get hired, yeah. you got a couple guys, you guys do an in-house deal, right? Dude, yeah, we're, we're the last Cicero Fire Department Academy class. So uh, this well, is uh, fun. Uh, uh, well, we can move on from that. No, no, we're going to talk about that three-week <laughs> academy that I had. I don't give it, dude, I, I'm not there anymore. Dude, you know who was in that class, I think? Uh, do it. I, I think AJ was in there. No, that was a different. I think it, for sure, that was it definitely a different. Was class. in my class. No, that was, was a different class. class. Unless it was Mo, was it Melrose Park? There was, was a, a group of Melrose me? guys. That, that went was through. a class before me. That was uh, oh. yeah, yeah. No, it was literally just us. And uh, like three weeks in, the town was like, "Hey, we're fucking done paying overtime. Get these guys on shift." So oh. they put us on shift. We're on shift, and then and then they're like, "All right, by the way, you also have to take all these tests so we can make sure that you're okay being firefighters." I I think I had my first fire before I was a, a basic ops firefighter. I'm gonna get so fucking fired from Cicero after having quit. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, we take it back. You're fired, actually. Yeah, uh, <laughs> just kidding. No pension for you. So, so you're going through, um, and, and you get done. What, Josh? What year did you get hired? I got on there uh, in 07. Cicero? Yeah. Oh, yeah. you brushed over Josh? You know? well, no, because yeah. I was trying to like go back and forth in the timeline, but it's cool. Yeah, Don't worry. Uh, you, he spent some time in Naperville, as we mentioned before. If you weren't paying attention, yeah. Uh, and how was your time in Naperville? It was great. Yeah. Yeah. It, it really was. It was great. It was like such a long like process for onboarding and everything. They really are like very, very, they're very professional. They got a way that they go about things and they want to make sure that people abide to that way. Yeah. But they're still firefighters. You know oh, what I mean? Absolutely. Like, oh, you know, they thought I was like putting booties on and the house, like I, all this stuff. Like, yeah, like I, I, I asked that to um, Billy Crowe. rumor. No. There's a newspaper yeah. article that came. Everyone's like, you got to be in uniform all the time. And there was like a newspaper article came about where like the Naperville firemen were like, who makes the best homemade pizza? Oh, yeah. That's where all, I got that from. Right, oh, and they're dude, all this dude. Yeah. All day. Not, Holy yeah. shit. No, I was but nobody was in uniform on the in the newspaper. Oh, they're all yeah. wearing t-shirts, right. just like everybody else. <laughs> well, this you know, Billy was on here, but that's a place that produces like Billy Crofts. You know yeah. what I mean? That that place and like if you look at like chiefs that go elsewhere, like look at the like the lineage from that place. Like they, they have a very strict hiring standard and very strict training standards. And if you look at like chiefs all over the place, they that place leaves their print like kind of all over the place. Like guys go on from there and run other departments, so it's pretty impressive how they how they run it. It really is, yeah. you know. And his John ten stations a big place, you know, nice nice gear and um, you know, just nice rigs and everything. I mean, it was really really nice place. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, yeah, I mean, but I had I had really honed skills that were more for an urban population. Sure, sure. You know, but, I really but, did, and it and and I did find out there, and I loved the guys, and I and I was happy there. I was, but I knew that I kind of want to get back to more urban. Area. Right, and again, like if. I think we could say without uh, what, without a disrespect that like given given a good amount of resources, that's how all of us would want to run a fire department. Mm -hmm. I would imagine, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. given yeah. Uh, sure. again, they've got the resources to do that, which yeah. is and they and they run with it though. You right. know, they're 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 excellent at right. their job. I had a short list, you know, um, Aurora. I want you know Aurora. You know, like Waukee and Chicago, Cicero. You know, I had like a short list. 
of like kind of mid-sized departments. Obviously, Chicago's not, but um, you know, that were more urban. You know that I wanted to work at. So that's that's how that that made the list. And now you guys thought I was nuts leaving. You know, which I probably was. <laughs> you know, guys. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Many of them thought I was. I don't nuts. want a pension. I want yeah. to go to Cicero. Yeah, how, how long were you yeah. there? So like your pension's not funded. I'm like, yeah, but I'm gonna go to fires. You know, I'm like, <clears throat> um, how long were you there? I was there for 16 months. Wow. Yeah. And at the time, they had an 18 month probation. So I was on probation, but then they, while I was there, they changed it to 12 months. Yeah. So. Were, you, were you spending a lot of time on the ambulance? Yeah, but they would rotate you off. So I go on, on engine, you know, I was on ambulance most, most of the time. Yeah, but I didn't make my way to the engine. Any notable Naperville incidents? Now, do you know one that I'm, that no, I'm, no, I'm just, oh, uh, just in general, right? Ducks in the sewer? No, 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 come on. No. I'm yeah. sorry. I love you, Naperville. <laughs> No, I, I had some good runs out there with the guys, you know, but I, I can't think of anything really. Uh, so you, wanna, le- you especially leave, especially I'm not going to eclipse the other, yeah. <laughs> my other dramatic story, and go on for another forty five minutes. So you're uh-huh. you're 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 going from one department to the next. Uh, did these guys they send you through an academy again or no? In Cicero, in Cicero or Naperville? Oh, Naperville were on days for for many weeks. Yeah, yeah, because you had. A, I mean, there was a lot that they really wanted you to do. But they didn't send you like to a formal academy. No, no, like, they did all in house. All in house. Okay, all in house onboarding. And then just you super structured. Like, yeah, it was impressive. Like when I got in there, I was like, oh my god, this is like impressive. Yeah, you know, like everything is 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 figured out. And then you know, if you ask those guys, they're like, ah, we're just as messed up as anybody else. But my perception going from south, you know, maybe twenty four to course, there yeah. was like, oh my god, like yeah, you know, so. I'm sure they have their issues like anything else, but I never was there long enough to see it. I was just like, holy shit, these guys, wow, this guy really knows. And it forced me to kind of up my game in a technical side. You know what I mean? To not like, you know, like good enough wasn't good enough. Like you had to know the technical side of things. You had to know all your dosages. You had to know, you had to like know it, you know? And so that's what I really admired about those guys. And then you go over. And girl, and girls. I use that in the general neutral sense. You go over to Cicero, do they put you through a formal academy or no? Yeah, it was about two days of days. (laughs) (laughs) And they really. Cicero's great. Cicero is amazing. It's its own world. I love it so much. I do. I love it so much. We have an an affinity in our heart for local 717, local 506. We love those guys. It's it's, uh, it's It's a great spot. I love it. But no, it was like literally two days. And uh, my first day I went in and um, I go to introduce myself to the chief and he's like got these like torn up jeans and, <laughs> a, Larry? and a hoodie. Is it Larry? No, no. Okay, it's, they call him Grandpa. It was, it was oh, George Grandpa. Oh, George, yeah. Yeah. All right. So he's all got like a hoodie with like like brick mortar all over it because he was a mason on yeah. his days off. But he yeah. was a chief. He was on days. But he still wanted to do side jobs. <laughs> so he's just like, oh, hey, go talk to this guy. I got to go to a side job. So oh. I was like, oh, okay. Nice to meet you. know, he's awesome. Old school guy. So anyway, they, they just put me on days for like two days, and then they needed somebody on shift to put me on shift. <laughs> was it, it was the same situation that when Joey came out, just like, get yeah. this no, guy No, totally different. I was never a firefighter before Cicero. He was a firefighter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They yeah. thought I made it through Naperville's, you know, onboarding and everything. They're like, oh, this guy's squared away. You know? <laughs> oh, did, did they did they shoot you through? Oh, yeah, two days nice. on days, and then I was on shift because they had overtime on Saturday or something. Oh. So they said, oh, nope. <laughs> yeah. you know? I mean, I mean to, be, so, to be fair, you probably had a doctorate in the fire academy at this point. Yeah, it was, I mean, yeah fucking... but it's like it's different, though. You know, I was like, yeah, listen up, guys, you know, like a nerd, you know. So, so you're, I'm, your first day in the firehouse over at Cicero is probably vastly different than Joey's first day on shift at Cicero. Joey, what was your first day on shift? Engine, <laughs> what house? A thousand percent, it would have been on an engine. It would have been at Morton Park, um, which is the center house off of Twenty Sixth Street. Hey, look at you! What you know? I just this right. I like it. 
Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, and, and honestly, I was uh, with Al Sakura for sure, and Chris Foltz, who is who is now the uh, uh, officer who handles training. And um, I mean, you you got no idea what you're walking. Not into, a to be fucking fair. clue, man. Yeah. I have no idea. Like, so dude, so you walk in the door and you're like, just report for duty. I mean, you're yeah. the low guy, right? Yeah, I'm. Okay. I'm absolutely low yeah. guy. Did you bring donuts or something? Uh oh. Yeah. yeah, a thousand percent. I brought donuts. How'd man. you know? Who told you? Joey Belgio, J O E Y B E L G I O. What else? What else did Belgio tell you was okay though? Remember that? Remember when I tried to when I tried to throw you under the bus? Yeah, Belgio. Oh, oh my God! I was a bartender. So yeah, the whole time I was okay. Yeah, for sure. You know where I'm going? So yeah, fun times. While I was, uh, it was one of my like six jobs before I got the fire department was uh, working. I was bartending at, like three different places. I was worried. It, it was late, man. I mean, shit, we were a 4 a.m. bar. So I was on shifts at like 6 a.m. And uh, these wonderful people who I, I, I just trusted inherently because they were firefighters. Like, oh, yeah, dude, don't worry. Just go ahead and let us know when you get here at fucking 6 a.m. from your bar shift. And it'll be totally cool. Well, Belgio had told you it was okay to come in. To just work till four did. and then come he in did. for shift. And he so did. he does he's none the wiser. He day just knows that's what all. guys do. Not day at all. One. No, not day one, but early. Oh, right. Early. early. Sure. Oh my god, yeah. It was early. It was, sure. it was certainly oh, in my first two weeks. We- weeks? First yeah. two weeks. Oh, yeah. First two weeks. This is awesome. For sure. Yeah. So uh, I go ahead and I'm like, oh, fuck, this is awesome. Great. I'm going to continue bartending. Yeah, firefighter's great. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's the best job in the world. And it is the best job. Uh, the dude, uh, period. It's the best job in the world. I'm an idiot for leaving. I. It is what it is. Um, <laughs> anywho, so first two weeks on, I'm on uh, red shift. Certain other people are on black shift, so I'm relieving them. And uh, I, I show up at the firehouse, and no one's up. And they're like, oh, yeah, just fucking, just go ahead and knock on the door. It's not a big fucking deal. <laughs> he called. He called on I, the station phone. Did you, you And he goes, hey, this? I'm going to be working late till like 4. Do you guys mind if I come and crash there crash. before shift? Yeah. Yeah, and I said, "Yeah, no problem at all." What's don't, your name again? Don't worry you about. Know? And I hung up the phone. I was like, "Do you believe yeah. the balls on this new guy? <laughs> this fucking guy? He's asking us to make accommodations for him." Says the so fucking he, guy that I hired in the other job. I know, I know. <laughs> what an unlikely story. The world turns. So I tell them they got this uh, kind of a, a grouchy old timer. So there's a, there's an emergency exit in the bunk room, yeah. and the grumpy sleeps near it. Uh, so I said, oh. "Yeah," I said, "I tell you what." Why don't you just knock on the side door of the bunk room? And I'm sleeping right there in the bed right next to there, and I'll let you in. You're the the king of the jangoffs. Fucking guy. So we keep You know, because I'm a gentleman. Yeah. Yeah. Josh has been there and done that. Why don't you just do that? Uh, And we'll we'll let you in. He's like, oh, okay, thanks. Dude, you guys are the best. You're, you know, I you know, I came from the Marines so, where everyone could trust each other. This is great. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. So we're, we kept going on runs all night, but we kept trying to rush back. Like, oh, my God, he's almost coming. It's 4 a.m. It's 4 a.m. Right. We got to get break. back. As it turned out, it turned out to be the greatest prank that never happened because the ambulance went out right when he pulled up. And he stuck in the, the overhead door, door yep. and, and got away with it. You know, oh, I walked so, right in that door. I was like, "Oh, this is serendipitous." I, I, I love it. I, w- I wish I would. I, I should lie and make the story better. It's uh, anticlimactic. Uh, but uh, I, we just edged you guys all so hard. It was awesome. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Things that would have got fired for on probation, but never happened. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So, um, do you want to go for a break? Yeah. Let's do it. Do you want to pay? Pay? 
Sorry. Oh. Uh, let's. So let's do another hour. I got to. All right, we'll be right back. <laughs> I love you. From Chicago's Bravest Stories, sponsored by the Frontline Team and other people, <laughs> <laughs> and Kevin's huge hands. <laughs> The opinions and views are that of Chicago's bravest stories and their guests. They do not necessarily reflect the views of any municipal governments, fire protection districts, fire departments, EMS, or law enforcement organizations.